space. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Hello and welcome to Burkamp Wonderland. This is day two of the Prediction Podcast. We've got, I think, five or six coming up for you now. So uh, enjoy them. Go and follow them on Twitter. Go and subscribe to their YouTube channels and generally be nice to them. So here you go. Hello Gooners and welcome back to another day of me and fellow Gooners and the occasional non-Arsenal fan doing our predictions for the upcoming season and yesterday it was quite exciting so first of all introduce uh, I'm sure everybody here knows Tom. Tom hello how are you? Very good man very good how are you? Yeah um, I've not had anything to eat my cats are driving me up the wall Uh, one of them is ill and then I have to feed it separately. And then all the others are like um, hyenas watching her like that, <laughs> ready to pounce as soon as she takes a breath to stop eating. And so, yeah, that's, that's driving me up. Well, congratulations on your golf thing yesterday. What did you raise? About two and a half grand? Uh, one and a half grand in the end. We ended up raising about a £1,000 for the Arsenal Foundation in a previous one. So, yeah, I mean, charitably, uh, we've, we've done about two and a half grand recently. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was very good. It's tiring, and I'm aching and feeling the pain of it today. But yeah, it was very good. Where can people go if they want to go and uh, don- donate? It's still not too late to donate, is it? No, you can donate. If you go to our on the last video on um, on the Guna Talk, in the description, there's a link that takes you there. Um, so you can find all the information, any video description of the last like month. Uh, there'll be a link in any of them. So there you go. Good. Yeah. Have you got plans for any more? Because it does get a bit, um, uh, when you see how much good you can do by doing stuff like that, you do think, oh, I'm going to do some more. Yeah, well, we do, the obviously, the TGT merchandise, the caps that we sell, like half of the um, profits go to Cancer McMillan support and half of it goes to the Arsenal Foundation. So we do that consistently. Um, but yeah, there's not, not a specific fundraiser coming at the moment, but uh, but we've done a fair few recently. And obviously, I'm helping helping uh, Mike out with all of his stuff, always promoting it where I can on Gunners versus Cancer. I know that you supported that as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, there's plenty of uh, outlets out there if you're feeling generous and charitable it is it's uh, it's not only hard times for everybody living with daily life it's hard times for for charities that rely on donations to help people that are really are in trouble and uh, so yeah it's really good so uh, mike mugged me off and i sent him money and i expected to win and i didn't win so i've asked for <laughs> money back and so far he's blanking me which is is uh, which is not really surprising is it All right let's um let's get on and do this um these predictions so uh I come to the conclusion after doing this yesterday that quite a lot of Arsenal fans are, are simply deluded. But <laughs> with, 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 with some of the predictions that people have been making, it's absolutely mad. So this is your one. Uh, you're, the, you're the eighth person to do it. Tom, Tom Canton Media and at the Talk TV. So the very first one we need to ask is uh, who's going to win the Premier League next season and why? Manchester City, um, simply because they are... 
I, I look at everything logically. I try not to do it in a way in which I'm kind of affect like my loyalty and enthusiasm for Arsenal takes over. I'd love it to. And I often, when I do my predictions on TGT for a preview show, I let it then. But uh, yeah, when it comes to trying to be logical and predicting things, uh, it only leans me into what is going to, I think, become a bit of a theme uh, throughout this is that they are the favourites for the Premier League. And so statistically and odds wise it makes sense to pick who are the favorites for the competition so i just think that again even without gundogan and mares potentially without walker or, or maybe even bernardo silva you know that they are still uh, the best team in the league even with arsenal adding 200 million pounds worth of talent to the side it shows you kind of the gap between ourselves and them and uh I just don't see Liverpool having enough to challenge them either. I don't see Chelsea or Man United or Newcastle who are up there right now having enough to, to challenge them. Uh, but Arsenal, I think, are the best hope, obviously, of, of breaking that streak somewhat. Um, but uh, yeah, sorry, Mark. I can only uh, I can only apologise for uh, <laughs> for my hubris in in Man City side of things. Uh, on a side note about the Liverpool. How much of an effect do you think it's going to have on the fact that they've lost um, Milner and they've lost um, uh, Firmino and uh, Fabinho? I always get those ones mixed up. Henderson. And Henderson. Well, yeah. I mean, mm. that's, that is like a generation generation's worth of talent and best part of a thousand games for Liverpool gone. They, they can't yeah. replace that in one season, can they? No, they can't. And I do think there will be an impact of that. I, I think it would be naive to obviously rule them out entirely because they've got some quality players. They've brought in some very good players themselves. McAllister, very good. A certain player called Zoboslai, who I don't know if anyone's heard of before me never talking about. Never. No. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, he's he's quite good um, as well. Rather irritatingly, he's gone there. So the only bright side to him moving there is that I might catch him in a mix zone after a game. That's the only benefit of... Uh, yeah. Uh, Liverpool getting hold of Zobozlai, but uh, certainly I think with Jurgen Klopp, with players like Salah, with players like uh, obviously Nunez is a really good pre-season actually as well. Diaz is back to full fitness. He's available for selection. As I say, they've brought in some decent signings. Uh, obviously players like Van Dijk, Trent, uh, etc. are always going to be a threat. So, I think they'll still be up there. I, I still think we've got a better squad than them um, now. I think we've elevated ourselves above them in terms of a squad depth and, and competitivity. But uh, yeah, I still think that Man City is is far and away the best team out of us ourselves and uh, and Liverpool. I was remember, uh, as we all know, you're a Red Bull Salzburg fan, and I was looking mm. remember that striker they had who went to China. I was looking up, uh, I was looking up his details the other day. And I think he's, I can't remember where he'd went, but it was very sad after seeing all them goals that he scored. And uh, Is it Al Soriano, sorry, Jonathan Soriano. That's, yeah. That's him, the Spanish bloke. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what he's Yeah, Jonathan Soriano, yeah, formerly yeah. Of, of Barcelona, yeah. Yeah, amazing goal scoring talent. I mean, some of the the the, the goal scoring feats that he managed for Bar was it Barcelona B, where he had more than a goal a game record or something similar to that. Yeah, really, his record for Salzburg was unbelievable. Mm. Like he was up there. I did an interview with him um, like he years ago. You know, I, <laughs> yeah, trying to reach out to do interviews, and like I asked him about like his goal scoring record, and he always brought up that because Austria isn't seen as the, the same level as obviously like La Liga and stuff like that you don't get as many points in the race for like golden boot in Europe no, so like five half a point rather than one yeah it's not it's not the same weighting so even though he scored a ridiculous number of goals mm. but a goal's a goal at the end of the day but because he didn't score 
like a silly amount, like four times that of Messi or Ronaldo. He never got kind of the accolade that he deserved and, yeah. you know, moved to, to, to China, continued to score goals. I think he played for the same team as, um, I think Jonathan Vieira was a Spanish guy that used to play in La Liga who, who moved there. There's one other famous face that went to that team. I can't remember what the team was called. Oh, that's going to really bother me now as well. It's one of yeah, those you'll things, end but... up down a Wikipedia wormhole if, if like, like I spent yeah. about two hours doing it the other night on. Just looking Beijing Guan is what he paid for. So, uh, yeah, that was the team he played for. Excellent. Um, right, where are Arsenal going to finish? Uh, second uh, would be the estimation. You know, I'd love to say they'd have finished first. Um, would love to. But uh, with Man City continuing to be the favourites, I think Arsenal will finish second. I think they've improved, obviously, the squad since last season. And I'm expecting them to progress. My expectation is that they need to close the gap between themselves and Man City. So I'm hoping for that to be a tighter finish at the end and perhaps you know push them all the way toward the end of the season. That'd be brilliant. I'm not ruling out entirely that we could win the league uh, you know I think there is obviously that chance still there I think if Jesus can stay fit for the entirety of the season I think if you know we, we can actually beat Man City in, what, in, in at least one of those two games in the Premier League we give ourselves a fantastic chance um, but you know it would only be optimism um, that would lead me into predicting Arsenal to win the league at this stage because I just think with my logical head on your Man City remain the, the favourites for this yeah, and it is. It's uh, it is. It's very annoying. But uh, I've I, I've drank the. I'm still not sure what the. I think the Kool Aid was some kind of cult back in America in the day. He drugged everyone by drinking them, um, uh, poisoning the Kool Aid. So I think I have <laughs> completely drank the Kool Aid, and I've got Arsenal to win the Premier League and the Champions League. So I think one of us is going to be very red faced at the end of the season. We, we don't that shows you how far we've come, though, that we can believe yes. that sort of thing. Though. That's, that's a common theme, how excited everybody is. I was saying it's the most excited I've been for a season since the season after the Invincibles. And that was 2004 5? 5 6? Yeah, exactly. Five. Yeah, 4 5. Wow. Well, I, I, I remember I had the Villa fan on last night and he said, Oh, the last time Aston Villa won it and we're in a cup final, I was still in nappies. And I was thinking, Have I missed? Hold on, that was 2015. And then I realised he's only 19. And so he probably he was still very young there, but that was um, uh, Sebastian Bacon, who is a, a, an amazingly well-spoken and he knows so much about football at such a young age. Mm. And that's why I end up spending half an hour talking to him. Um, Arsenal top goal scorer at all competition. What are you going to go for? Because it's been Saka for the last two seasons. Yeah, I still think it will be Saka. Uh, I think he's just continuing to take his his game to another level. Uh, I think he's obviously been the other than Trossard, perhaps the most the brightest in preseason. So yeah, I do think Saka will be Arsenal's top scorer next season. I think the challenge for him now is to to try and get to as close to, if not on, twenty Premier League goals. I think that's what he needs to try and aim for more than twenty across all competitions. That's what he should be looking to try and get. And, and that's going to be tough, but that is what world-class wingers do. That is what ultimately we have to expect uh, from a player of that calibre. And, and Saka is in that bracket of calibre. So, yeah, I think that 20 Premier League goals should be the target for Bukayo Saka. You know, scoring once every other game nearly, just more than that, is, is absolutely what I think that a player of his calibre should be looking to achieve. So, Saka. Yeah, that's what, that's what I've gone with as well. Don Juan asks you a question. He says, a question for Tom. Would you take second in the Premier League, semi-finals of the Champions League and an FA Cup win for next season and be happy? I think I would be happy if that's how we ended the season. Yeah, I think I would be happy. Obviously, I'm always inclined to, to turn down these offers because I'm very much... 
I, I'm not one for like being guaranteed certain things. I like to see how things play out. But mm. if you said if that's what happened, would I be happy? I think I'd be happy at the end of that season. We picked up a, a trophy. We've progressed massively in the Champions League. And I'd be intrigued to see how close it was between us and City. And I look to City and see them as the best team in the country. So if we're behind only City, it makes sense that, that we're still on that thread of competing with them. But yeah, you know, I, I would end the season being happy if that was what it was at the end of the at the end of the campaign. But that would mean, I think, a best part, depending on the League Cup, that would be an almost 60-game season. That's mm. uh, that's when we're going to need that full squad. Um, where do you think Spurs are going to finish next season? We've got two on seventh, four on eighth, and uh, uh, Mike McDonald from Gunnerstown said 13th. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Look, there's a lot of unknowns about Spurs because Andrew Postacoglu yeah. is, you know, a very unknown coach. You know, yes, he comes from Celtic, and we've seen managers come from Celtic and do decent jobs like Brendan Rodgers we've seen them come from Celtic like Steven Gerrard not Steven Gerrard sorry like um, who's the other one was it uh, Lennon Brendan that came Rogers. into the Premier League at one oh, point and it's, Neil Lennon yeah. didn't do that great you know like so I look at I look at these coaches and think it's it's hit or miss you don't know what's going to happen and with him being you know very much He's built up a lot of his career abroad, um, did a lot in Asia and, of course, in Australia as well. And so it's intriguing to see how his coaching style might work. Spurs are a side that have needed a coach that can you know, maximise the potential of their players for a long time. Is it going to be him? It's difficult. So to answer this question, I kind of worked out which teams do I think will finish above Spurs to kind of come to the answer. So obviously Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea, uh, Manchester United, you expect all to, to finish out of them and those being the, the big other big five. I wouldn't even call Spurs a big six club. A, a great uh, channel that I've become aware of and, and spoken to a guy called Rory Talks Football that you've maybe become aware of. He did a fantastic rant about why Spurs aren't a big six club and it was like absolutely spot on. It was so accurate. Um, you know, Newcastle, I'd expect to finish above them. Brighton, I would expect to finish above them. Aston Villa, I would expect to finish above them as well. You know, and don't be surprised if you start seeing some like clubs like Burnley under Vincent Company surprising people next year you know it's very interesting to see who might so i'm going to go with ninth because i think there are eight teams that can finish above spurs um but yeah let's let's see if if anything else if anyone else can get there but i'm going to go with ninth because i think there are at least eight teams that can finish above them uh i've made a list because i do like it it's the teams that have won a trophy since spurs last won a trophy 15 seasons ago in 2008 they won the league cup You've got uh, teams like uh, Portsmouth, Wigan and Leicester have all won the FA Cup. Leicester have won the Premier League and you've got Birmingham Swansea, Swansea have won the League yep. Cup. And then you've got uh, teams that have uh, won no end of European competitions. So it's... Uh, West Ham. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I've not updated it to include West Ham. So I don't think Spurs, the last time they could have been really considered a, a top six team would be in the early 80s. I mean, then it wouldn't hmm. even have been a top six because uh, Arsenal weren't that good back then. But yeah, that, that, yeah, there's no way. I mean, you look at the criteria. You can't not have Leicester as a top six side having won the Premier League and the FA Cup, even though they're in the Championship. They're still a bigger club than Spurs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so what did you say um, position-wise? I forgot to type it in. Did you say seven? Uh, ninth. 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 Okay, um, FA Cup winner. Now, this one, people have gone for Newcastle, Man City, two for Arsenal, two for Chelsea, one for Brighton. 
again, this is where it's going to get a bit boring, I think, because again, it's Man City. I, I, I can only put Man City down for every single one if I'm thinking logically and thinking, who do I think are the favourites for that competition? Well, Man City are the favourites for that competition. You know, to create a bit of discussion, say if Man City surprisingly get knocked out, you know, Arsenal could have a really good chance at the FA Cup next season. We've added such depth to the squad that we can rotate players within these games. It's, I, I don't think you'll see, like, you know, last season we were using like Laconga, and, you know, if El Nenny was fit, he came in and scored against Oxford and, and players like this, you know, and, and coming into this season. I think that actually Arsenal have got, like, if we're starting Thomas Partey, we can use Rice. Or if Rice is is starting, we can use Partey. You know, you've got Trossard in the squad now. Jorginho's in the squad now. Smith Rowe could still be getting into those second string sides. Kivior and um, a player like Urien Timber may not even be starting for us and he's a £35 million signing. So there's lots of scope. Kieran Tierney's another name as well. David Raya potentially is, is another name because we might be signing a competitive goalkeeper. So our second string could be really strong for next season. And I'm looking forward to seeing that in, in all of its glory. Reese Nelson signing a new deal as well. You know, I'm excited to see what he can bring to us this season also. Um, but other clubs, I think Brighton are a decent shout. I think they'll take that competition really seriously, as will Newcastle as well, looking to try and get silverware. Um, Aston Villa will also be trying to take that competition really uh, seriously. I think those clubs, the Brightons, the Newcastles, the the Villas, look at those domestic cups and think, you know, we can catch the bigger sides perhaps off guards by going full tilt in these competitions and, you know, also get the benefit perhaps of an easier run also. So I'm going to say Man City, but I think that Arsenal and those clubs I've mentioned have got some really good chances. I mean, realistically, if you put all the data into a supercomputer... The, the answer would be Man City for everything. Yeah. Because yeah. they are. I mean, you don't go and win the uh, what they won last season and this season go and win nothing. They've still got to be the favourites for absolutely everything. So are you going to say the same for the League Cup as well? Yeah, I think it's a copy and paste job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything I just it. said copy and the paste. FA Cup, I think, goes into <laughs> the League Cup as well. How about the, the uh, Champions League? Yeah, so the Champions League is interesting. Um, I still went with Man City again just because I think they are the best team in Europe. Um, and so Real Madrid look really good. They would be my next choice um, for for the team that could, that could win it as well. I think they've obviously strengthened with Jude Bellingham coming into the team and that's going to be exciting to see how he performs. Mm-hmm. It's mad right. to me how he's not even reached his 20th birthday yet. Yeah. And yet, you know, he's played at Dortmund at the top level. He's had that big move to a Europe, massive European club. Then he's made another move to a massive Europe, the biggest arguably European club on the planet in Real Madrid before his 20th birthday. It's an amazing career that he's having. Um, he, along with Bakaya Saka, you know, are the best two English youngsters in the world. Phil Foden's in that, in that conversation also so Man City are still there but Real Madrid are very very close behind I I would have said you know Real Madrid but they were so kind of meagerly dropped out of the competition last time um, and they didn't necessarily offer too much threat in the end and Man City almost coaxed their way through coasted their way to the to the trophy in the end I know they only beat Inter Milan 1-0 but Inter Milan didn't ever really look like you know they were going to win that game and Man City just know how to win trophies so Sadly, um, the uh, the theme of Man City continues onwards because they are the favourites for every competition that they enter right now. Yeah, it is indeed. And although Real Madrid have got the huge benefit of only having two teams in their league really that can compete with them or maybe even only one, but even Barcelona, as we saw pre-season, they had half their team's free transfers. Decent players, but free transfers. They're not the Barcelona of old. So 
That's why they're mm-hmm. so good in the Champions League because they, their domestic league isn't as strong as it used to be. I mean, I yeah. hardly ever watch it anymore. Um, what are you going to yeah. go for t- top Premier League player, goal scorer, all competitions? Uh, everyone said Haaland, apart from Mike, because he's a blogger. He said Nkunku of Chelsea. Yeah, Nkunku is definitely going to be up there. I think he's he's certainly a very good sign for Chelsea. He's the player that he kind of needed. But I think you, know, you, you have to go with Erling Haaland because... It, yeah. it's, he's just a cheat code. Like he is just a cheat code for the Premier League and for any league, for that matter, for the Champions League, for the Bundesliga when he was there, uh, for the Austrian League when I watched him at Salzburg and I knew that he was going to be this crazy. Guy. I remember tweeting about it when he he was scoring goals for Norway and he was like a teenager at that point and you could see that he was going to turn into some monster of a player that would just not stop scoring goals and it's so sad that he's come to the Premier League for Man City. You know, I suppose it's easier to see him play for Man City than it is for a likes of like turning Chelsea or Liverpool or Man United into a world beater because City already were world beaters. But uh, it sucks because obviously City are Arsenal's main rivals and we have to go up against a team that arguably after the heir to the Ronaldo Messi throne in regards to, you know, who is going to be the player that takes that on if he hasn't done so already with him and Kylian Mbappe being probably the next two. So, Mm. and Vinicius Junior out there, of course, as well. But I, I think that, you know, if Arsenal have a hope of winning a league, it might take a Haaland injury, you know, for that to potentially happen. Um, and even then, they've got Julian Alvarez, who's fantastic as well. So, yeah, it's it's always going to be Haaland. 52 and 53 last season. Unbelievable numbers for a well, debut season in the Premier League. And, yeah, it's uh, he's definitely going to do it again. Uh, championship winner. Normally, I wouldn't ask, but three really strong teams went down last season. You've got some other really good teams in there from, from last season that, almost, that, that were that got to the playoff finals and stuff like that. So who are you going to go for? Yeah, I, I think all the shouts for Southampton are fair. Um, I think that what Southampton have going for them, as to which I would choose them as my favourite for, for the promotion, is that they invested a lot in some really young players that obviously in the Premier League were under a lot of pressure to perform in a relegation battle. And actually, I think Southampton next season are going to give these kids a lot more opportunities to to flourish in, in that league and to, to get more minutes against teams that Southampton should be a lot more dominant in. Yes, they, they've lost players and they're going to continue to lose some players but I think that that along with Leicester City you know Southampton are going to be favourites Leicester City adding Steffi Mavadida you know former Arsenal player of Mm. course um, former Charlton player as well I think that I think somebody like like him is a really good signing for a championship side to make you know you look at Mavadida and what he did at Montpellier he was scoring plenty of goals so Mm a championship side being able to secure him is, is really strong they've kept Jamie Vardy of course that gives them a great chance of, of getting plenty of goals through him but I think Southampton's youthful sides and improvement from last season will help them in that in that sense it seems like James Ward-Prowse will eventually move on but who knows there might be a chance that he ends up staying at the club as well um, and I think you know it's, it will be very interesting to see who ends up winning the championship because it's, it's probably the, the hardest league to um, kind of predict because it's just the most competitive that there is. But yeah, uh, 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 did you go with Southampton? Well, I think you, you went with Leicester, Leicester City in the end. Yeah, Leicester. Yeah, I think it's between them two easily. It'd be amazing watching Ward Prowse next season up against Championship goalkeepers with those free kicks. Uh, they're not mm. going to stand a chance, are they? Because he was probably the best free kick taker in the Premier League for season after season, or one of the best ones scoring regularly. And he's just going to terrorise goalkeepers. So he should stay there. He'd do a Matt Letizia and be there for the whole of his career. Be another legend mm-hmm. for them. I know West Ham have made a few bids for him. 
think they were up to 25, 30 million. And now I think they've said, oh, we're not going to make any more bids. But yeah, West Ham are just getting from Southampton what, what West Ham did to us. So yeah, good luck with that. Um, yeah. First manager to be fired. We've had quite a few different ones here. I've gone for the Spurs manager. Cut someone else has. Uh, 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 Gav from Shewell has gone for Potticino because he hates Chelsea. Uh, <laughs> Lopetegui is uh, someone's gone for him and Cooper and Moyes at West Ham. I think that was a bit of a, 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 a shot in the dark because uh, after winning the European trophy, so what are you going to go for? Mm. You know, it's really funny you say that because Moyes is actually the one I've gone for. So I would attack him after they won the, 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 the conference league. I think that. They won that competition. Um, it wasn't to do with David Moyes, and that might seem really controversial. I just think they are the best team. They had the best team in that competition. You know, mm. the the players that they had: Declan Rice, Lucas Paqueta, you know, Pablo Fornells, Jared Bowen, uh, Ogbonna, Zuma, um, Ben Rama. They had the best team in that competition, and so it isn't a surprise that they won it. I actually think they made it harder for themselves than they need to. But when your midfield is worth, you know, close to two hundred million pounds with Sochek, Rice, and and Paketar in there as well, it's you should be winning that competition if you're West Ham United, in my opinion. And they struggled to it, and they were involved in a relegation battle last season as well. For me, David Moyes has been a coach that has, has failed to get the best out of the resources available to him. That was a side that should have been comfortably. Uh, in the top half of the table last year and didn't get there. And I fear as though that will happen again. I remember Antonio was on a podcast and he was talking about Skamaka and like why Skamaka was not working at West Ham. And it's because of David Moyes liking a player that that does certain things. And he described all the things of kind of like a, a relegation battle striker and what they need to have with the physicality and you're feeding off scraps and stuff like that, you know, they have players like Packet. They had players like Packetar, and they had had a player like Rice. They should have been brilliant with Skamaka as their striker. He should have been getting chance upon chance with technical players like Fornells and Bowen and Ben Rama supporting him. You know, I think that ultimately, if they get a coach in that can produce some really good football and has a really good philosophy, at the end of the day, they will maximise. You know that squads they will maximise the qualities, but. I just don't see that under Moyes and the faster he goes. And I speak from this from someone whose mother-in-law is a West Ham fan. So there's always part of me that wants to see them semi-okay. That said, I've hated the way their fans have been throughout the whole Declan Rice saga. I'm laughing at their transfer window so far. It's brilliant. They've just lost another player. I think Ajax have hijacked a deal for a Man City youngster that they were going for. Uh, Borges, I think it was, in the last few hours. They've lost him as well. Um but uh, yeah, I, my, my mother-in-law will not uh, certainly praise me for this. But uh, yeah, I, David Moyes has to be sacked as soon as feasibly possible. I remember the pre- last pre-season we were linked to Shamaka, and I was watching some of the stuff he was doing with Sassuolo, and he yeah. was like an angry Giroud. And some of the stuff he was <laughs> doing, and the, the skills that he was doing, the goals he was yeah. scoring. And at no point did I see Moyes playing to his strength, not even using him in European competitions, going, well, you've played in Europe. And mm. a wonderful player. And he's going to go to, it looks like he might go to Inter Milan now, and he'll go there yeah, and he'll pick up from where he left off at Sosolo. What a wonderful player. But yeah, absolutely. I, he was the player that yeah, was on Arsenal's radar as well. You know, like mm. Arsenal were looking at him. Um, Aaron Hickey was another name mentioned as well at that time. I think oh, the Arsenal yeah, he was looking at. He was playing in Italy, and, wasn't he? The fullback. Yeah. So, Did he go uh, to Brentford? 
I think it was that he was yeah. at. He went Brentford, yeah, yeah, yeah. Left yeah. back, right back, you know, really versatile. What Arteta likes. We didn't commit to it in the end. And I'm, I'm glad that we didn't because I think, you know, getting Zinchenko was, was a great bit of business for Arsenal in the end. And getting Timber this summer is an even better, perhaps, you know, a bit of business as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, but Skamaka. You know, you look at that team, Skamaka, as I say, Paquetar, they need to bring in a midfielder to replace Rice. You know, that that should have been a priority. They should have had names on a list. The fact they're going for James Ward-Prowse is such a David Moyes-type signing. It's it's not Safe. the right signing they should have gone for. You know, you look at someone, and, and Chris will like me for this, but you look at where Enzo Lafie has gone from Lorient to Rennes. If West Ham had gone for Enzo Lafie, that would have been a really good piece of business by West Ham. You know, you look at West Ham and you think they can get a, a guy like Enzo Lafie into the Premier League instead of going to Rennes. Um, if they want to bring in, you know, wide players, they should be looking to bring in some young guys as well and, you know, allow Bowen to be more of a presence. But I just I, I, I just can't get my head around that club and some of the decision making that's going on there. It's ridiculous. And you're getting some grief in the chat. Uh, Stephen says, is Tom putting City for our top goal scorer as well? And Bronco is saying uh, Man City for the quad and... And Womble says, last managed to be fired, Southgate, because like the F, the FA like Magnolia paint. Well, he's doing a job as much as I don't like him, but he, he can't argue mm. that he's, he's doing the job that he's getting paid for. Right, uh, there you go. That's uh, that's 28 minutes of quality content there for you people. Uh, I will be um, collating these at the end of every day and putting them in a podcast and releasing that podcast that, that will be on all the usual places. Tom, thank you very much for your time. And where can people, as if anybody doesn't know where they can find you, but if, if someone was watching who's never watched a podcast before, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me every morning at 8am UK time live on the Guna Talk doing our news roundup every 24 hours. And if you want to see my written work, you can find it at football.london. I'll be at the Emirates Cup tomorrow covering the game so i'm looking forward to that and uh yeah hopefully see arsene wenger as well who's being commemorated with his statue at that game so yeah that'll be that'll be very interesting indeed it's a lovely thing they have done and people were complaining that he wasn't holding the little trophy he'd look silly yeah. if that thing was he didn't the lift trophy. the little trophy he lifted the main trophy yeah, he did <laughs> that one was uh his mantelpiece only it looked very silly him holding that up. Mm. Right. Um, right. Um, I don't think we've got anyone else for the six o'clock show yet. So uh, the next one is going to be at seven o'clock. And that is going to be, I think it's going to be Carl. Um, seven o'clock. It's going to be Carl from ABW. So we'll be back then with Carl's predictions and him calling me a silly boy and uh, probably telling me off because that's what Carl does. So thank you very much to everybody that's watching. Thank you very much, Tom. And uh, we will see you again at seven o'clock. Uh, goodbye. Hello, dear viewer, and welcome to what is commonly known as a Burkham Wonderland, the place where you come to listen to people struggling to get to the point, and at the end of two hours, you're still not sure whether they've actually made their point because you've stopped listening. And uh, with me this afternoon to try and get on with it is uh, is, uh, is Mr. Carl Walker. He's, he's my favourite of ABW, but don't tell anyone. Don't tell Ellis. You all right, Carl? I am very, very well, Daniel. And how is you after your podathon? Because it feels like a, it's a podathon. You've done so many, like in the last. Oh, this one, number no. eight. Yeah, it's, it's all right. There was, there's nothing going. See, I was just going to. I've talked to you a lot about doing the uh, the Google. I, I love a Google spreadsheet. So I talked to you a lot about doing one, and I thought, or well, rather than just getting people to tell me what it is and fill it in. Well, there's nothing going on at the moment. All the pre-season's done. We've got the Emirates Cup in a cut tomorrow. 
And then there's, there's, done, there's no transfer to talk about. We've done all of our transfer stuff. So the, the, the Arsenal podcasting world is a little bit of a lull at the moment. So I thought, let's do some of them live. And we've got Daniel, people watching us. There's always stuff to talk about. There's always... You've got David Rea to talk about. You've got... What do you reckon um, to that? Is that on? Is that is that um, is that what we should be spending our money on? I, I my, my personal opinion is no. Mm, um, I agree. The reason why I think no is okay. If he does, I don't think we'll spend forty million on a backup goalkeeper. I just, it just won't happen. Arsenal don't have that sort of capital. We're not Man City. Uh, forty million pound for a backup goalkeeper is a lot of money. Or whether he comes in as to try and rival the number one. Um, and whether that happens or not, I think there's other areas in the squad to improve. Now, I understand that Matt Turner wants to leave. He wants first-team opportunities. One with the World Cup coming up, he wants yeah. to you know, get in there. And I don't think he's going to get many opportunities at Arsenal because, as you know, Arteta's not one for really changing the squad. Um, so he wants to go and, you know, rightly so, I don't blame him. He wants to try and get first-team football somewhere. And there's rumours that Nottingham Forest are after him, that's fine. If we get a decent fee for him, that's fine. Um, looking at our backup goal, backup, backup goalkeepers, it's uh, Carl Hine and Arthur Nguanku. I think Nguanku, however, he's pronounced his name. Yeah, I'm really honest, neither of them are good enough to be the backup goalkeeper. No, not I've yet. Seen, I've seen Arthur, he's not the best, and Carl Hine, not at all. Um, so Matt Turner does leave, then yes, obviously we need a new backup goalkeeper. Whether spending 40 million on that person is good business, I, I don't know. Just because Ramsdale, we just gave Ramsdale an, uh, an extension of contract. We doubled his wages. So if you're not going to make him, you're not, if he's just going to sit around and be a number two goalkeeper, that's a lot of money to give someone. I mean, he was on 60, he's now on £120,000 a week. So a lot of money to give someone um, to be a backup goalkeeper, and if David Rea does come in, he's not coming in to be number one, number two because he's got his eyes on that Spanish um, goalkeeper's position. He's not going to come in and sit on the bench, thinking that you know I'm going to come and be number two. So I, I, I don't know if this is a smoke screen to someone that we really want. I've I got no idea, but it's interesting. But he wanted him before Ramsdale, didn't he? Yes, and I, I think, um, again, Brentford asked for too much money, so we was like, nah, don't worry about it, we'll go somewhere else. Um, the thing is, Brentford have to sell David Rea. They have to, because he's indicated that he has no intention of signing a new contract. And Brentford haven't got a lot of money, so they don't want to lose him for free. Now, Tottenham were in for him, and obviously they went and got a new goalkeeper, um, Man United were in for him and Man United went and got a new goalkeeper. So I don't really know where he goes. I don't think Chelsea are going to spend 40 million on a goalkeeper. They've spent God knows how much money. Um, so <laughs> Best part it, of 150 quite, million on the last two. Yeah, so I know Bayern Munich wanted him, but I think Bayern Munich have got all their eggs in the Harry Kane basket. So I don't even know whether he'll come to Arsenal. But it's... Uh, it's interesting. It really, really is. Um, but There's I think America around with goalkeepers. Yeah, and um, uh, Neuer never go. Remember what Dom used to say: never go full Neuer. Neuer went full Neuer last season at Christmas and um, went skiing and injured himself. So he was out, and then they got the Dortmund goalkeeper, 
I think a Swiss bloke who they've now got rid of and he's gone to play in it. He was in goal for the MLS All-Stars. So Bayern need a new goalkeeper, but you don't have to be a decent, a magnificent goalkeeper to do well in Germany because there's only like two or three really good teams. So maybe Bayern are looking at it and thinking uh, we could get um, Turner. Uh, Americans are notoriously very good in Germany. They do love it plenty of Americans over there because all the base is there. Then maybe these wants to go there. They could maybe get him for 10 million. We paid five and a half for him. And then we buy Raya because like you were saying, and then Raya, then Brentford needs someone else. But I love Ramsdale, but Ram, if a really good podcast, people go to the Highbury squad. Aaron Ramsdale's dad did the entire one and a half hour show with Sophie last night, talking about Aaron, talking about football and doing the job that Kev Campbell usually does. So it's really interesting. And I think the gist of it was he said that it's good for Aaron that a top goalkeeper comes in and, and pushes him to be a better goalie. Because I saw a tweet, Carl, that said Aaron Ramsdale made more errors that led to goals last season than any Premier League goalkeeper, whilst also being number one at lots of different stats. And that's the problem, I think, with Aaron Ramsdale, that I think it's a concentration thing. Like he, like if you anyone saw the Manchester United uh, game, the friendly that he played in America, um, that was the first goal was a goalkeeper mistake. He 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 should save that. And you can probably think of maybe maybe five um, times last season where he made mistakes leading to goals. But then again, I can tell you five times where he saved us. So yeah. it, it's it's a roundabout. I just think that. I've I, my honest opinion is that I've never ever been confident in Aaron Ramsdale. I, I like him as a goalkeeper, but I'm just something I just don't find confident, and I, I don't he's know. He's a little bit carefree, isn't he? A little bit. I'm having fun. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. It's a little bit. He tries to be a little bit too cool, and yeah. but again, again, like I said, there's so many times that he saved us last season. So many good saves uh, that he made. So I'm not can't say he's a bad goalkeeper because he's not. He Aaron Ramsdale is not a bad goalkeeper. He's a very good goalkeeper. Yeah. I just think that I think maybe his dad is right. No one Matt Turner is nowhere near the first team and he's not going to challenge him. So he I think it's a case of Aaron Ramsdale knows no matter what he does, he's always going to be number one. So if someone else comes in to challenge him, maybe that's going to make him think, right, I can't make a mistake here because if I make a mistake mm-hmm. Mikel will drop me and this person will come in and uh, take over. So I I can understand, and Rudy's right, there's competition in, like, he wants competition in every place. And I, and I get that. I just don't know how well having two number one goalkeepers works out. I don't know if that works out very, very well. Um, but next season, so, this season coming, 38 Premier League games, Six FA Cup games if we get to the final, five semi-final and onwards. League Cup seven if we get to the final. Charity Shield, Champions League final. Do you know where that's been held? Wembley, isn't it? Wembley. That is 12 games if we get to the final. We're not saying we get into the final these, but we're going to get close to them. This next season could be a 64-game season if we get to a couple of finals or a 60-plus game season. Last season, we played 49 and we fell apart after, what, 44, 43 games, 45 games? The team fell apart and he can't have that when we're playing an extra 15 games. I mean, yeah, we got, what did we do? We got knocked out in the third round of the League Cup and the FA Cup as well, didn't we? Brighton and Man City, I want to say. So, yeah, yeah. 
I think competition is is very very good. I think goalkeepers are an enigma, aren't they? They are some just different people. And honestly, if I think with the World Cup coming up uh, very very soon, you know, every person is going to want to play like a hundred percent, like no matter what. So. It's going to be, if it does go through, it'll be very interesting, like very, very interesting to see what actually happens. Um, but I just do think that we got other places in the squad that I think I want to strengthen. Definitely the right wing, because I do not want Saka playing those 64 games, Danny. Like, I think Saka <laughs> can't play all those games. And at Plus the moment... for England during the season. Yeah. Later and at the moment, his backup, his replacement, I guess, is Reese Nelson. And Reese Nelson is either injured constantly or is Reese Nelson good enough? I mean, no, he can't, you can't compare him to Saka because no one is like Saka. Saka is from uh, Kudos from Ajax. Um, so he is a central midfielder that can play right wing and he's left footed. Maybe that. Yes, there's, there's talk of that. And this is why I, I think, and I think. Ajax have hijacked a move from someone who's meant to go to West Ham, who's meant to be City, a right? um, yeah, Tom said it in the last show, a Man City young player. Yeah, so that is interesting. But again, Danny, I think we have to work on our outs. We have a really bloated squad and there's yeah, too many it. people there at the moment. There are so many players that need to go and you know there's talk of um inter pulling out of the race for Badigan because Arsenal want 40 plus and Inter are only willing to offer 35 so they've kind of pulled out so there's that saga again and then you've got Tavares and then you've got Holding and then you've got um uh Sambi Lukonga uh you still got Cedric you've still you know there's so many players there that's still, you know, we need to kind of get rid of. So it's going to be almost like a trolley dash at the end of the season because we can't keep all those players. Like, And then, again, we've still got the enigma. That is Pepe. Pepe still plays for us. Remember, People need to remember this. And yeah. I haven't seen... I haven't seen Pepe in any pictures on any squad anywhere. So I don't even know if he's been told to, you know, stay away from the squad because he's not in any training pictures anywhere whatsoever is Pepe still alive like if anyone's actually seen any pictures of Pepe please post them to OEW because no one has seen Pepe and he's still on the books at Arsenal so it's interesting to see what's going to go on there like we just got so much so 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 many um, players that we have to get rid of I know there was talk of Sambi going to um, um, Burnley Burnley um, with a, a loan, but with an obligation to buy with EV hit certain games. So there's still that. It so it looks like uh, Art de Rocher, who is a, a, a correspondent for The Athletic and Football London, has just tweeted Aston Trustee is set to a permanent move to Sheffield United after impressing on loan last season with Birmingham, £5 million fee. Uh, two other bits of football transfer news. Um, Remember Gianluigi Buffon? I do. For, 45 years old, spent the last two seasons in Serie B with Parma, just, just announcing his retirement in the next couple of days. And said Sadio Mane has just signed for the 
the club for the um, the Saudi Arabian Pro League Club. I'm just uh, seeing a lovely picture that I want to keep. How old um, is he? Thirty-one, something like that. Yeah, he, I think he is thirty-one. Yeah. It is. Just shows you can't always do it in uh, all the time for whatever league you're in. Um, what was? Where's he just gone to? It. it there's a, they've actually done a video of him wearing the kit, so it's uh, it's a done deal. Where was it? Um, oh, here we go. James Benj has just been announced. He's signed for Al Nassar, N A S S R, forty million pound, and will earn forty million pound a year. Carl. <laughs> we think Femi's loaded. Bloody hell. I mean, <laughs> Femi could only dream of that. Maybe Femi owns one of them Saudi clubs, the amount of money that he's got. But um, yeah, it's uh, Sadio Mane for Liverpool was their best player. I think he was better than um, Salah. And I know a lot of people won't agree with me. But Sadio Mane left, and look what happened to Liverpool last season. And that's yeah. not a coincidence. He was the kind of the glue that kept them together. And I think that. He was a really good player. And obviously, he fell out of... Um, he kind of fell out of favour at Bayern Munich because he had that fight with um, Sane, didn't he? Um, I so, know. I know they kind of had a, they had a fight at a, at a Champions League game and they kind of argued. But, yeah, do you know what? Like, I can't... I, I think we've spoken about the, um, the Saudi League and, look, it is what it is. At the end of the day, if players want to go over there and get their bag, I can't blame them. Like, listen, this is it's, this cost of living crisis is crazy, and I'm, not, I'm sure none of them are really going to worry about their next meal. But that's <laughs> generational wealth. He's 31 years old, going to earn 40 million a year tax free. No yeah. tax on that. It's not a case of 40 million minus tax. Half half of his money goes to back in Africa. Building so the hospitals and schools. So I, can't, I can't blame him. Can't blame yeah. him in the slightest. Like, if you're going to earn that money tax free, that's all your money. You know what? Go for yeah. it. Like, um, yeah. I, I can't blame I mean, him. If Tom, so, if Tom um, offered you forty million pound a year to go and do the Guna talk, you'd do it. You'd do it, wouldn't you? Yeah, I fuck you lot. Like seriously, like, <laughs> I, I, I do an ABW um, goodbye video. <laughs> Go on. Will you be playing the piano or anything? Yeah, I'll be like, um, ever since I was a little boy, I have a picture of Tom in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's generational wealth, so you can't blame these players. I just think that these players are going to become obscurities. Like, um, so people like. Mane would always get into um, his country squad, always. No matter what, he'd always get in there. I think other players, like European players, would not get into their country squads. Like, people who play for maybe France or Germany or Italy, their managers are not going to look at them. Like, I think Jordan Henderson's career is finished. Well, maybe not because Gareth Southgate's a fucking idiot and he picks the same players all the time. But, like, normally, no player would get a look in... No player would get a look in if you're going to play over there. So, do you know what? It is where it is. Like, I'm, I'm listen, listen to happy this to get a bit of money. I still don't understand how Liverpool got 40 million for Fabinho. Like, that is something weird. But you know what? Um, we are where we are. I just hope one of those clubs coming for Pepe or someone like that. It's just weird. It's really weird how none of those 
clubs or kind of any Arsenal players? Well, we've been linked, haven't we? I think um, they offered uh, not as much. I mean, I think Pepe's holding out for the two, three, four hundred thousand pound a week that some of the other players have gone. But you look at players from the Premier League that have gone there: um, Kubalai, Neves, um, uh, where is a uh, Alex Telles from Man United, Firmino, Mendy, Mares, Saint Maximum, uh, Jota from Celtic, and Kante, Fabino, Rodrigo, and Jordan Henderson. All those have gone, and there's been. I mean, I've changed. I've changed my mind on party. By the way, people, I wanted party out after the the American tour. I have now realised Arteta is wants party in the party role, and he wants rice in the jacker role. So I think that's our big game. Our big game boys. So party, you can now stay. I've changed my mind. Yeah, I think he's. Um, I think a lot of people kind of thought that he, when Rice came, he would replace Rice, but you know, I don't think can get rid of your midfield from last season and expect two fresh players to come in and just um, manage to flip in, sort of have a connection and play. I think Partey will play a big part. Or maybe he'll try and... Yeah, I think during transition, maybe holding back a little bit. But um, it'd be interesting on Sunday to see what kind of team we go with. Uh, especially the midfield, because I think the team that starts on Sunday is probably the team that's going to start against Nottingham Forest next sat- Saturday after. So, um, yeah, it's kick off. could possibly go wrong. But, um, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to... Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of happens during that game. I mean, I think in the squad, you're looking at... The team kind of picks itself, and the only things you're looking at is... Whether it's Timber or um, Timber or White, who goes there? Who plays on the left-hand side if Zinchenko is not fit? So whether it's going to be Zinchenko or Kivior, or it's not going to be Tierney. Let's be honest, because Arteta does not start Tierney for love nor money. Um, and the rest of the team kind of picks itself: Saka left, Martinelli right, Jesus up front. Uh, the midfield, Odegaard will start. The midfield will be interesting because uh, you're looking to maybe, is it going to be Rice, Partey, Odegaard? Is it going to be Trossard, Partey, Odegaard? Is it going to be Rice, Odegaard, Partey? Like, you just don't know. Like, so, or, so you just don't know. Is it, Again, I forgot about how, um, <laughs> Havertz. So, is Havertz going to score, start? So, What's good is that anyone who's watching on YouTube, Dan, is flicking through our combinations. We've got so many combinations that we could use. And what, that is a good thing. But just because, you know, I think Trossard is going to be big for us. Yes. I think Mill Smith-Rowe is going to be good, big for us. I mean, that's um, our, our reserve team. Look at that. Back that is now. a team that I would expect to start in the League Cup and win against yeah. 90% of teams. You add like Raya to that. Huh? Add Raya to that and have Eddie up yeah. front rather than Balogun. So I think Balogun's going to go and I think Turner's probably going to go. So and against 90% of teams, I expect, you know, Tomiyasu, Timba, Kirio, like Tierney, that's, that's a brilliant, like, back four. Like, that back four probably start for half the teams in the Premier League. So, 
We are like, well, like what we said for, for year after year, Man City have got enough, uh, their reserve team are good enough to finish top half of the table. We've now got that. I think we should get on and do some of these predictions because the next show starts at eight o'clock with Chris. I've got, so, um, I've got get this up here and share a screen. And here we go. Right. Mr. Walker, look, we could down the bottom, we can do that now, or we can do that and have us, none of us in there. I didn't know we could do that. Wonderful. Uh, just to confirm your name is Carl, and your uh, Twitter username is at that underscore London underscore guy. I do like how you've capitalised that. I think it's very lazy when people don't capitalise stuff. And yes. your podcast or blog is indeed ABW, until Tom comes in with that, that 40 million offer. Oh, it's on the table. We're in negotiations. <clears throat> Excellent. As part of the deal, you don't ever ruin his, his um, journey to work if he ever has to move to London, I'm sure it is. Premier League winner, what are you going for? It seems to be half of the people have gone Man City, half have gone Arsenal. What are you doing? Pick I'm going for Manchester. Man City. Yeah. Why? I just think they've got the experience and although they're a little bit more weaker than this than last season, I just think they're a juggernaut of a team and they know how to win. And they always find a way to just come out on top. The last, the last 14, 15 games, they just go on a run. They've done it nearly every single season that they've won it. They just go on this run where they just don't lose. They just, they just don't manage to lose a game, which is really weird um, how they don't run out of steam. Some, some people, not me, but some <laughs> people say you know, it could be like um, some sort of pets or some sort of injection. They don't seem to get injuries either. Like, not me, but some people may um, need to look into that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I do agree with you. Uh, so, Arsenal's position, where are you going? I think we'll be second. That's a fair shout. Uh, anyone you think might be challenging Arsenal for second? Because the others do I, seem I, to be quite a way behind us and City, don't they? I, I honestly do think that I don't know why, but I just feel like Chelsea are going to get the act together and it's pissing me off that they are. Um, I think Pochettino is probably the right person to go in there and get their act together. Um, I think it depends. Liverpool will be very, very good, but it depends on who they get in their midfield because they've lost Fabinho and Jordan Henderson. And although they got two other midfielders, I think they do need someone else. And they just had a 50 million bid uh, turned down for Lavia, which is... I don't know what Southampton are playing at, but whatever in it, like not yeah, myself. We it was meant to be something about twenty-five million. I do yeah, not understand. Fifty million yeah. they turned out—that is absolutely ridiculous. Who are Southampton? Who are in uh, the EFL Championship, and they've got yeah. fifty million for a player, and they turn it down. That's absolutely ridiculous. So, um, yeah. Uh, well, they've got those Premier League wages to pay, haven't they? From Championship money. Well, they get a parachute payment, but. They're not going to be making yeah, the same sure they're money. Not enough to not put a clause in everyone's contract. If we go down, your money gets halved. Possibly. Um, right. So Arsenal's top scorer, all competitions. Everyone has gone for Saka, Jesus, or one has gone Martinelli. I think Saka. I think he's just. It's just an all-round good player. As long as people stop kicking him and let him play. <laughs> Like, he's just going to be brilliant. I, I want to say Jesus because I really feel like he needs to have a good season. I just don't see him... I, I, don't, I don't see Gabriel Jesus getting us 
20 plus goals. And like, I really wish he would. I really do. But he got 11 yeah, last season, but missed three months. Yeah. Have you got a cat there? Me? Yeah, I first heard a noise. Well, like that. Definitely not a cat. No, Danny. Oh, okay. Um, you're right, Risaka. He's uh it's it's just wonderful. It's football porn watching his progression as a human being and as a player. And it's just we have we've got the most exciting player in world football in Saka. Um now for the fun bit, Spurs, where are you gonna what, what are you saying for where they're gonna finish? We've got seven seven, eight eight, eight eight, nine and thirteenth. <laughs> I think I I think they struggle to be in the top half, especially if they get rid of Harry Kane because I don't yeah. see any other player in world football who's going to give them one who's going to go to Spurs and two give them the amount of goals that uh, Harry Kane gives them. So I'm going to say tenth. <laughs> um. Um, if people are wondering why there's some really cheeky and provocative tweets coming out from the podcast account, most of those are Carl. Occasionally it's me and Ellis, but it's usually Carl. You've had a bit of fun winding up Man United fans, haven't you, recently, and and Spurs fans, and uh, that's been going quite well, hasn't it? It makes me. Do you know what makes me laugh about Man United fans? Is that a lot? Um, yeah, a lot. But when they beat <laughs> Arsenal in the um, in the friendly, the it was all. Oh, we, you know, that's what we do. We don't play yeah. friendlies. They've lost three games on the bounce after that. And all of a sudden now it's, oh, it's only friendlies. Don't worry about that. It's only friendlies. <laughs> so make up your mind. Either it's a friendly or you're worried. They lost to Bayern Munich. They lost to Real Madrid. And I think they lost to Forest. But obviously they put out... Uh, Wrexham. Uh, Wrexham beat um, them 3-1. And they had a player sent yeah. off. But, in Wrexham. <laughs> you know, so it's a, it's a joke. Um... That, that was game. after the Man United keeper tried to kill their best player and punctured his lung. Yeah, so that? it's just yeah, it's just ridiculous. So look, football rivalry is always great, and Spurs. I've got zero time for them whatsoever. Um, I love going for them. Um, it's just crazy, but yeah, I, I really want Spurs to struggle next season because no matter who, if they sell Harry Kane for. 80 plus 10, whatever they say him for. There is no striker in world football who's going to want to go to Spurs with no European football <laughs> uh, and he's going to replace Harry Kane's goals. Like, as much as I and hate to say it, they were in the Champions League final only a few years ago. And now look at them. It's hilarious. Oh, well, they, they can claim that we've got the best stadium trophy. Ah, yeah, best cheese room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, FA Cup winner. We've had plenty of different ones here. Two for Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Brighton. And who did the, the Brighton one? It was, uh, oh, um, Chris, the, um, the the Purple Gooner from Florida, did that to make Josh happy. Uh, Newcastle, Man City. What are you going to go for? I, I'm going to go Arsenal because I think Arteta has to win a trophy this season. And... I think he may go hard for it. I think someone along the lines of like Newcastle probably also want to win a trophy. Um, yeah. But I just feel like Arsenal will go balls out for the FA Cup and get there. Good, good. League Cup? Man City, they win it every year. Um, I think... I think it's just easy for them. They can put out their reserve team and still win 
still get there. So yeah, different game, Man City that one. Uh, Champions League. We've had uh, two delusional people, me and Mike McDonald from Gunners Town, the blogger, have gone for Arsenal. Everyone else has gone for Real Madrid, apart from um, uh, two that have gone for Bayern Munich, one, one Bayern Munich, one Man City. So what are you going to do? I think it's going to be, depending on obviously who meets where, it's going to be between Real Madrid and Man City, because I think on merit they're probably the two strongest. But I'm going to go Real Madrid just because that midfield of Real Madrid is an absolute joke. It's a football manager's cheating um, midfield. It's just, and then the reserves. Like imagine, imagine being good enough to have Tony Cruz and Modric in reserve, like they're not starters for you. It's just, it's just a joke and yeah and obviously Mbappe is going to go to Real Madrid at some point um, mm. he's definitely going there whether it be on loan or however he's not staying at PSG this season he's going to go Real Madrid it just depends on how much money they go for him and where because they still kind of need a striker so yeah if he does go Man- there so you're going Man City for the Champions no, League or Real Madrid uh, no uh, Real Madrid Okay. Um, top goal scorer, all competitions. Yeah, I'm going to be like everyone else, Harland. <laughs> he's, just a, he's just a monster. He really is. And the winner of the championship, this one is uh, quite quite spread out. Um, what's your thoughts on that? I think... So I'm taking an interest in the championship this season. I bought myself a Charlton... Season ticket, everyone. Um, so I can go to Arsenal. Yeah, I know they're in League One, but isn't, isn't Tom's um, girlfriend a Charlton fan? I Tom's no wife, idea. yeah, I think I she is. No idea, but I bought myself a Charlton season ticket just because it's like it was like 450 pounds and it's down the road from me, so I can go there like with Arsenal or playing away or something like that. So I just thought, why not? I can drive there. Um, the championship for me is like probably the second best league behind the Premiership because it's just mm. brilliant. Like, there's so many really good teams. Now, I see a lot of people going for Southampton because it depends on how, if they keep their players. Um, I am going to go for Southampton or Middlesbrough because fuck, Middlesbrough came really close or even Millwall because Millwall came first last season as well. Um, it all depends with um, with Middlesbrough is um, the ex-Arsenal young striker, um, Trippetra for Apcom. I think he was there, and he was the top yeah. goal scorer in the Championship last season. I know it was one of the ex-Arsenal strikers. I'm just going to go and have a little yeah. poo. Um, yeah, Trippetra for Apcom, top goal scorer, 28 goals for Middlesbrough. Um, has he left Middlesbrough though? No, no, he's still there, and he's only 27. Yeah, so I think. Uh, yeah, probably. I'm going to go with Middlesbrough actually, Middlesbrough. Yeah, yeah, Good move. I mean, but I think Millwall will be there as well for some reason. Don't know why. I um, love Millwall for the Premier League so much. Oh, dirty Millwall. And uh, who's trouble, in the first match? Go on. I said the trouble that it would cause, like, imagine Millwall versus Tottenham, Millwall, West Ham. Those games will need to be played like on a Sunday morning at 8 30 <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> uh, oh, God, it'd be so hilarious. It's, it will be be tasty. Um, first manager to be sacked. 
Um, it's a tough one. Ooh, it's a tough one because there's People so many. Gone, a couple for Moyes, um, a couple for Potticino, and one Potticino, Posta Galogalu, and Sean. See, Dyche, I was thinking, I was thinking Dyche, but I think he'll get Everton decent. I'm going to go Lopetelli for Wolves. I just think that. I think Wolves are on a hiding to nowhere. I think they are just awful. They're an awful football club. Um, <laughs> so I think they, he'll probably go first. There you go. That's it. Um, some interesting predictions there. A little bit uh, good on, on the uh, the Moodlespawn. I quite like the idea of that. Have you arranged that pod? I can close this. Now, have you arranged that pod with the, the gentleman from... Uh, who, who used to read the news on Sky Sports? What I is his name? I've kind of like gone off because he kept Gavin. sort of, um, yeah, he, he kept kind of being in and out. But I need to message him yeah. again because I'll try and get on there uh, to do it. But yeah, um, we'll get there. I think this season, I'm actually weirdly, I'm looking forward to this season, which makes me annoyed because if we lose one game, I'm going to throw my toys up my pram. <laughs> and say it's all shit all over. Um, but I think our first, we were talking in our group, and I was, um, we were saying that some people in our group were saying, oh, I don't feel confident. But our first three games are Nottingham Forest, Crystal Palace, and Fulham. If we don't take nine points from those, then yeah, maybe we should give up because. Um, that's not we've got to be beating those teams, and then the fourth game is Man United at home, so that's the first test. The first test is definitely um Man United at home, but the first three games, if we don't take nine points from those, then yeah, we've we've got a problem, so yeah, um, we should win and you know bring on the season. And I cannot wait for the first game at the Emirates and hear that Champions League music, that's gonna be. Something special, like really, really special. And that, I can't Have you saw that um, season tickets yet? Has uh, Big Jeff sorted you out? No, I need to get on to Jeff actually because um, good luck. He, he he can sort tickets, and I haven't really spoken to him, so I would get on to him. Um, Arsenal trying to get Arsenal tickets legitly is um, impossible. It's very hard. It's very very hard. Um, to be honest, I thought I'd be offered a season ticket this season because I'm very high or low on the season ticket waiting list, however you want to say it. Um, yeah. I'm in the hundreds and I wasn't offered one. So I think the upkeep, or the t- I think I was reading Darren Arsenal's tweets and he was saying that this season has been the lowest, um, how can I say this now, the lowest um offers for new season tickets that no everyone is just renewed so yeah it's um going to be tough this season trying to get tickets for arsenal but i'll get there i will get there even if it means i have to pretend to be femi like wear a cap and just have 50 pound notes coming out of my pockets everyone will think I'm so it'll be fine uh, so yeah <laughs> Excellent. Right, that's it. Uh, we're going to go. Just so far, this has been the longest one out of all of them. The shortest was 16 minutes. The longest is Carl on 37. I would have thought that. Um, no doubt, ABW will be back sometime in the, the the next week or so. We've got five podcasts tomorrow. Um, we've got five, seven, nine, 
10 and 11 so maybe if you lot want to do one but maybe half seven till nine you might be able to or friday but sunday and monday i've only got one or two canadian jeff is joining me on sunday Ooh. but tuesday i don't have anything so maybe i should leave tuesday next week open for you lot to do or us lot to do a pod tuesday and wednesday next week i've got nothing booked so i'll leave those yeah. here league cup whether commiserations not league cup charity shield whether it's yeah. if we win it it's a trophy if we don't win it it's just a friendly it's meaningless <laughs> hey what better way to end and last night i don't suppose you heard it chris the lion gooner who we're all friends with he ended the show with and don't forget people fuck ellis he's stealing your gig how fucking rageous unfucking believable only i can say fuck ellis fuck Yes, excellent. All right, Carl, thank you very much, and I will speak to you in the groups and podcast with you next week. Take care. Bye, everyone. Thanks. Hello, welcome to Workout Wonderland yet again for prediction pod number nine, I think it is. How are you people aren't getting sick of this yet? I don't Well, there's two people watching. That's why there's only two people watching. Um, with me, bloody hell, there's 41 people watching on Twitter. That is the highest number I've seen in ages. They've seen your cheeky smile, and that's what they've come for. They love um, you, don't they? <laughs> with me this afternoon, tonight, wherever you are on the planet, it is a suburban gooner, Chris, uh, from the same old Arsenal podcast. How you doing, Trico? I say, how you doing? We've just been talking for the last 20 minutes about gardens <laughs> and cats, so... <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's the important stuff in the world, isn't it? I'm doing good, my man. I am doing good. Excited to talk all things Arsenal. And you know what? Even though we're about, what, a week, two weeks away, for 10 days away from uh, from the football kicking off, um, yeah. I, this is the first actual bit of predictions I've even thought about. So uh, quite excited about that. Oh, there's now 76 people watching on Twitter. The highest we've had for any of these was was 15 with Carl. So they hello everybody on eighty five on Twitter. My God, it's gonna they're, they're breaking breaking records. Hello to everybody on Twitter. You can't like, you can't subscribe, you can't Barry do any X. of that lot. Hey? Barry, it's X. Come on, get the brand oh, right. on X. Lord Elon indeed. wouldn't he wouldn't forgive you. Lord Elon, bless him. I love how he wants people up. Yeah, I was gonna just um, get all my friends like you and and everyone else to just uh, send me your predictions. I'll make a, a spreadsheet of it, and I thought, well, better than that. There's nothing on at the moment in the fold of football. We've got the Emirates tomorrow. Most of our transfer dealings are done. Only wait for some some to leave. So well, I thought, get people on, have a little bit of a chit chat. I said ten minute shows. Carl's bomb was half an hour. I don't think we're going to be get um, get get this done in ten minutes. And and why should we get it done in ten minutes? So uh, like old women, we can just talk about things because it's a great time to be an Arsenal fan. So tell people about that you're the new owner, you Amanda and Cookie, and the new owners of uh, same old Arsenal podcast, aren't you? Yes, we will get Craig back on. I will gr- grab him on uh, kicking and screaming. But yeah, we are doing uh, post-match shows. We've just completed, I've just completed uh, an eight-week series over the summer, which was one in, one out, one bangs, in which your good self was featured. It was um, very good. And, uh, going through just, you know, who do you think is going to be, who is a good signing you'd like to make, who's one that you want to boot out the door, kicking and screaming, and then who do you think is going to bang next season? So yeah, so, some interesting stuff, but uh, really excited to be on this show because obviously I've followed this for years and years and years and I love this show. You've been on many, many times because uh, in the world of podcasting and blogging, you are a bit of a legend. I know you probably won't see yourself. Oh, oh, I'm not, but you're one of the most famous names. You've been on Twitter and all that lot in the Arsenal, in the Goonersphere, to coin the name of uh, the, the podcast that was once brilliant that uh, we've now amalgamated some of them into ABW. It's, uh, yeah, you've always been there. Oh, he's got a new car in his, in his pitch, and I'm trying to figure out what that is. Is that a, is that a BMW? I don't know. Yeah, it looks like it, doesn't it? What is it, Ronry? 
Uh, I've just been showing uh, Chris Deschamps' new car on the driveway, Audi A3. Horrible. I saw a seven-year-old Audi A3, and it looks so much better than hers. Rubbish. And I tell her that, and she doesn't like it. So, you know, up your bum. <laughs> uh, Phil says, uh, Sam World Arsenal is a fine podcast, very professional outfit, unlike a – someone time him out. It oh. is indeed an X5. Hmm, quite a nice car. And I do like that indeed. Um, yeah, so uh, I haven't spoke to you for us. So we talk a little bit about the Arsenal, as it is, uh, as I have been tending to do. How do you feel about the transfers? And are you, uh, me and Carl were talking about Raya, whether that's fake news. Uh, how do you feel? Because it's quite exciting, isn't it? The transfers that we've done so far is brilliant. I love that we've done all of our business early rather than the old uh, latter stages of Senor Wenger when we'd all wait around until 30th or 31st of August <laughs> and wonder whether or not we're finally going to sign David Villa and then we don't sign him. Uh, we go and sign Kim Kallstrom instead. Uh, you know, those, those sort of halcyon days are long gone. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about this season, although I don't know about you if, if you feel the same. I've watched a couple of the friendlies and it still feels like the midfield needs a bit mm. of work to it. So I do wonder if we need to uh, temper our expectations this season. I won't ruin um, some of my prediction bits for later. But, yeah, I do think that it's not going to be as easy at times as it was last season for us. I do agree because I've changed my stance on uh, party. After seeing those games, I've realised we need party. Party needs to stay and play in the party role and Declan Rice play in the Xhaka role as our best team and then when party's doing something or busy or we need to drop it rice can play in the party Havertz or or trossard can play in in the rice role but it's the fact that we have i was saying i say in the last few pods for years we've moaned man city have got two first teams we've now got two first teams haven't we yeah <coughs> excuse me yeah um and can I jump ahead, actually, and uh, mm. go through one of your uh, prediction things? Because this oh, is actually oh, linked to what we were talking about. You know, um, you've asked me about the League Cup. Fill it in. Uh, the League Cup winners. Yeah. So I'm just jumping ahead because the, it only links to what you were saying. Yeah. I've actually questioned whether it could be Man City, but also an outside bet of Arsenal. And the reason why is that exact reason that you just said. I started to think, well, actually, if you think about our reserve team or squad team that we could put out in... The early games in the season. Look I'll tell that. you what, that could be a good side. There you go. There you go. How about that for a, a squad team? That's pretty good, isn't it? That is. That would most of those would walk into most Premier League sides outside of the top five. Hundred percent. Fantastic. 100%. So sorry, I sort of jumped ahead there, but it was just linked to what you said about um, about the uh, the squad and the depth of our squad. Hmm. Well, as we've got this up, who do you want to pick for the for the League Cup? I'll put that one in now. Do you know what? I am still going to go... Um, I had Man City written down, but I'm changing my mind now and I'm going to say mm. Arsenal. Screw it. Hey. I'm going to say Arsenal. Let's do it. Because of the squad. Because we yeah. can play some of those players. Because we can... If we're playing sort of a, a lower league team in the early rounds, we can give that to some of the kids. Uh, but in, even in the deeper rounds, he can still afford to rotate if Arteta does actually rotate. Jolly good. So, um, yeah. How about the Premier League? What are you going to go for that? Because everyone's gone Man City or Arsenal. Do you know what? I'm going to be boring and say Man City. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I don't... It, this is a tough one. I don't think that we're going to be as close um, because of... You know, we were talking... Do you know what we said at the beginning of the show when I said about the midfield? I do wonder if this midfield is going to need time to gel. I do wonder if the combination of 
the Premier League and the Champions League and Arteta trying to go. I think he'll try and go for some of the domestic cups as well because I think he'll fancy, let's just establish ourselves as one of the top teams, top two or three teams in the league. Um, but still, he'll, he'll, he'll want to win a trophy. So my gut feel is that it's going to be Man City. But, yeah, I think we're going to, you know, it's Haaland's going to get better. They've won four out of the last five or five out of the last six. And I think Pep's quite good at renewing players. So I think lots of people are talking about, oh, is Carl Walker going to go? Um, you know, what's going to happen to Bernardo Silva? Although I think he's staying now. Um, there's been lots of, there's been a few question marks, but they're, they're about to go and drop £100 million if they haven't already done it on another centre-half. And I just think that Haaland will be even better as well. Uh, it's, uh, yeah... Uh, whatever we want to do, they seem to be able to do uh, easier and better. But the early transfer market stuff for us, I think, is going to be it's going to be brilliant because, like you were saying, it's good for ABW transfer deadline day because you never knew what was going to happen. I mean, look at the one where we bought Mertesacker. Didn't we get like seven players on the on the transfer deadline day? Uh, yeah, because that's after we got smashed by Man, Man United. And uh, we've always complained that our new transfers never got pre-season. They've all had the whole of pre-season. And mm. it's coming together like the A team. It, it's coming together brilliantly. So, where, you, where have you got Arsenal finishing in this season? Oh, I think I'm probably going to get some kicking in the uh, chat, but I've got us in at third. And the reason why I've got us in at third is, um, yeah, just like a hybrid squad. Um, the reason I've got us in at third is I think that's going to be different. It's going to be difficult for us to compete on all four fronts. And I think it's going to be a really big challenge for Arteta doing squad rotation juggling because two years ago when we finished fifth and just missed out on um, top four, the question mark was, well, the questions were because of the, you know, the lack of quality that we had in our squad. So we improved the squad last summer and we got better and ultimately we went for a title one. That was brilliant, but we got knocked out of cups earlier on. I think that kind of suited Arteta. And again, we didn't have the squad big enough for a, cha- a proper title tilt because we just ran out of steam with injuries. I think we've got the squad that's big enough now, but I think the challenge is going to be with Arteta is how am I going to maintain that kind of success from a consistency in the league, in the cups? Um, and as I said, I do I do wonder if he'll take the cups a little bit more seriously this year than I think he did last year. Yeah, uh, I see what you're saying. Um Two other people, uh, Mark from uh, the uh, Mark Gunner Runner. If people are not sure who that is, he said third, and Seb the Aston Villa fan also said third, and so that's three of you on there. How about Arsenal's top goal scorer at all competitions? What are you going with that? I am going to go with Gabriel Martinelli, and Ooh. the reason why I've done that is because, like, I see a lot of people have said Saka, mm. but and Saka is brilliant. I think Martinelli is more of a natural kind of poacher finisher than Saka. Yeah. Um, I think Saka is an all-rounder. He's fantastic. He's a great finisher. He's a great. He's great at beating his man. He's, he comes up with assists. But I just wonder if Martinelli is going to be a little bit more ruthless. I think both Saka and Martinelli are going to improve this season. But I think Martinelli will re- improve on his ruthlessness, providing that he stays fit because he was just towards the end of last season – he picked up a knock and season before he's had a little bit of injury problems. So every year he's tended to have 
even if it's just a little knock that's kept him out of a few games, if he can stay fit for the whole season, I think he might be the one to bang this season. Oh, using your very own phrase from your show. Very good. <laughs> very good indeed. Yeah, it's it's going to be scoring lots of goals. I haven't actually asked people because it goes um, almost without mentioning that last season Arteta scored the most number of goals. Uh, Arsenal's Arteta's Arsenal scored more Premier League goals last season than any other season in the Premier League. It overshadowed anything Wenger had ever done. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I knew that we'd scored a, a shed load of goals and more than yeah. in many, many years, but I didn't realise it was more than any before. But I guess that goes to show the variety in the types of players we've got. You've mm. got Trossard, you've got Martinelli, you've got Saka, you've got Jesus. Nketiah stepped up with a few. You know, we've got... Um, Kai Havertz now, who can who is who should be expected to bang goals, but also from midfield, Martin Odegaard. Do you remember three seasons ago when we had a midfield of like Ceballos and Xhaka and mm-hmm. um, and Party? And I think between the three of them, we had like one goal in the entire season from midfield. But now you're looking at our midfield, particularly with the way that it looks like Arteta is going to set up with Havertz on the left eight and Martinelli on the right. Oh, sorry, Erdegaard on the right. That's a we're gonna hopefully we're gonna we're gonna be banging a fair few goals in. Eighty-eight goals last night in the Premier League. The most before that was the season after the Invincibles. We got eighty-seven, and then the o two o three. We got eighty-five, and so he beat it by one goal. And considering we fell apart for the last five or six games of the season, that is that is an, an amazing achievement. Can I ask you a quick question, Danny? Do you expect yes. us to beat that? goal tally from last season or do you think that's going to be tough um i don't th- i'm not sure we're going to beat it but the goals will be more spread around for when we need them because we had quite a few games near the end where we weren't scoring goals and we had and we stat padded against was it wolves last game of the season scoring five goals but sometimes it's you know like you always look at it and you go oh if we only we could have taken two goals from that game and then give them to that game where we where we needed goals i don't think we're going to have as many times next season where we're going to go oh look we did we scored one here and none there and zero there and one there when we only if, if we'd have only scored one more goal in that game we'd have got a point or one there and we'd have got the three points i think the goals are going to be maybe beat it but we don't need to beat it we just need to make sure that the um, they're more even with the number of goals we we get per game yeah, definitely. We'll get if Jesus. I mean, Jesus to miss three months was was massive for us. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people as well don't. Um, they really sort of, they really haven't sort of pulled out that as a as an important stat. Really, he he missed a third of the season. That's yeah. that's a huge thing for a, a footballer to miss a third of the season because you've not just got the fact he's injured. Um, you've also got the recovery time as well. So. Really, you could probably say even more than a third of the season. You could say that best part of probably half of his season was impacted. Yeah. No, and I think he's still got what was it, 10, 11 goals? Eleven. So imagine if he just if he can stay fit. That's a big caveat. Then it it could be it could be something that maybe Jesus Gabriel Jesus himself could be that guy that's uh, that's the top goal scorer. Uh, there's Ryan. Ryan, send me a DM about when you're free and I'll get you to come on and do one of the predictions as well. Uh, yes, next one, need for you. Where Spurs going to finish? I mean, you can see in the list there, there's been some right cheeky uh, predictions there. But yeah. it's hilarious. No one thinks they're going to do anything. I mean, out of all these people, only the highest that we think Spurs is going to finish is seventh. I thought I was being cheeky at eighth. So what are you going for? Yeah, I'm. do you know what? I've written seventh as well. Yeah. So let me show my workings here. Teams that have a better squad than Tottenham. 
Arsenal, Man City, Liverpool, um, Chelsea, Newcastle, Man United. Um, Newcastle, perhaps, so the seventh team out of that is Tottenham. So the only caveat I'd put in that, though, is that we don't know what's going to happen with Harry Kane. And if Harry Kane exits Tottenham, then they lose 30 goals. And I don't know where they're not in a position. It's not like they can say, we've got Champions League football. We've just competed for the league. Let's go out and see if we can intrigue a, a Kylian Mbappe or something like that. Because why on earth would he want to join a team that's just finished, what were they, seventh, eighth last season? It, yeah. just, it just wouldn't. Um, it's just not. So I don't know where they would be able to pull a rabbit out of a hat and find a 30-goal-a-season striker if Kane goes. And if Kane goes, then you have to question whether or not even 7th or 8th is realistic. And I pray that he does go, and I pray that I am just being a little bit um, pessimistic from an Arsenal fan perspective in expecting them to finish 7th. Maybe we can get a lovely little mid-tabler for them. That would uh, that would that would make me smile a hell of a lot. Um so I saw a really good uh, someone comparing the the Harry Kane stuff. Well, well, I'm going to go and find that FA Cup winner. What's your thoughts about that? So I've got a few um, rose tinted um, bits that we're going to come to now, and this is my next rose tinted bit, which is uh, Arsenal. Yeah, we love this competition. We own this competition. We have we have run this competition for many a year. Um, we've won it the most times. Uh, we've won it more than any other team by a country mile. Um, Arteta's won it. I think he's he's going to have the taste of it uh, in his mouth this year because I think he probably knows that this year for us, if we want to be like the Man Cities and the Liverpools of recent years, we're building up to it. And I think we were ahead of schedule last season. This season for me is a consolidate ourselves as hopefully a team that can compete at the top and then win a trophy. And I changed my mind on the uh, League Cup winners and said sod it, Arsenal. But I'm I'm not changing. I'm not doing any deviation on this one. I've got a feeling with our squad, with the rotation options that you put up as well. I think we've got a we've got a good shout for the FA Cup as well. Nice League and, League and Cup double would be nice. It's it has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? It's uh, yeah. something that we can look forward to. And oh, here we go. I found I found the. Uh... Someone's edited last season's one, so I'm going to go here and then get this one up and add a couple of little pictures in, so we can have a laugh at Spurs and Harry Kane. So, uh, so there was a one that's been floating around for ages, and someone's been kind enough to go and update it. Now, which one's this? There you go. That's the the, the, the famous old one of Harry Kane, age 22. Harry Kane, age 30. But now they've updated it to hold on, it's gone back a year, 29. However old he is, and they've added Audi Cup which was the last um, uh, meme, and now this one's got the Tiger Cup written under it. Point of the Tiger Cup is Rick Carlson scored a hat-trick, didn't he? Um, so I think you were asking who's going to score the goals. I think Spurs fans believe that it's going to be Rick Carlson that's going to score the goals because he's got a hat-trick in the, the Tiger Cup final against some uh, Southeast, Southeast Asian team that no one's ever heard of. Hilarious. Well, that, I mean, that is an interesting one. If Richarlison is the guy that is going to replace Harry Kane as that focal point in the centre forward, then I would love to um I'd love to know I'd love anyone to challenge me to sell or to challenge to any of us Arsenal fans and say, all right, well how many uh how many goals has he how many goals has he ever got in his career in a season? I feel like at Everton he might have made into double figures once or twice. Yeah. But that'll be it. So you're not telling me that over like 
just that during the course of this preseason, he's going to go from a eight, nine, ten goals a season striker to a thirty goal a season striker. He may in a in a better team because he was at Everton, not a great team. Tottenham are a better team than Everton. He may score what 12, 13, 14, 15, but that's still fifteen goals less than Harry Kane will score in a season. And so for me, that's when if he if he if Harry Kane walks out that door and is off to Germany, then my Spurs position finishing uh, will look quite generous to them. Uh, He scored one goal in 27 for Spurs in the Premier League last season. Remember, he celebrated three goals, but two were disallowed. So he scored one. Uh, He's best for Everton. I didn't realise he was there for four seasons. 13, 13, 7 and 10 in the Premier League. But I think some of those, they were um, hat-tricks against uh, rubbish teams. Did quite well against us a couple of times, didn't he? Yeah. But 20 and 44 for Brazil, that might give them a bit of hope. But that's more than enough talking about those scumbags because I, I don't want to talk about them anymore. Um, <laughs> let's get back to this. Champions League winner. What's your thoughts on that? This was really hard. I have to admit, I found this really difficult because I I don't want to say Man City, but I don't see anyone else because I think mm. they absolutely dismantled Real Madrid. I think Barcelona are a decent team, but I think I know you can't take too can't read too much into the friendlies, and we've obviously just beaten them five three. But I feel like Barcelona are the, they're not the same sort of side that we used to fear all of these, those years ago. Real Madrid, I don't know. Um, they're an aging team. I don't know if they're any better than they were last season. So I can't see anyone other than Man City. Having said that, I'd really love to say Arsenal, but I, you know I think that might be a a step too far, but I've probably got to say Man City for that, unfortunately. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth, but there you go. Talking of uh, Spurs fans, I just remember it's my mate Big Bob. It's his birthday today. I just sent him a text saying, happy birthday, Big Bob. And uh, he said, cheers, fella. Good. It's nice. Nice to say happy birthday to your friends, even though Bob's known me for 30 years and he never once said happy birthday to me. I'm the bigger man. So uh, Man City is for that then. Um, are you going to go out on a limb on the top goal scorer and say someone other than Haaland? Uh, you yes. know, Mike McDonald and Kunku. People can't yes. get over that. I am. I'm going to say, do you know what? Screw it. Rose-tinted glasses time. Gabriel Martinelli. Let's have it. He has got the ability to do it. I mean, he's the next. he has the ability and the look to be the next Ronaldo, hasn't he? The yep. style, the flair, the he's running, he's, he's everything about him. So I, that's why I think he'll be the first one of Arteta's babies to leave for big money. Do you? Yeah. Mm. It's one of those things, isn't it? We've just, over the years, we've just got used to when a player really just goes supernova, someone mm. like Real Madrid comes in. But, you know, if they've got to sign Kylian Mbappe and if we've got Gabriel Martinelli down to a long-term contract, it's going to be difficult for them to surprise him away. Because right now, imagine if every team had infinite amount of resources and a Real Madrid or a Barcelona came in for Martinelli, Arsenal would probably be saying, well, you better look north of 130, 140 million then. Yeah. Because if Declan Rice is worth 100 million quid, this guy's, we think, going to get us north of 20 goals. I think he will get north of 20 goals. So all comps, it's probably a little bit of a stretch, but I just saw all of those Harlands and I thought, I'm going to put those rose tinted, those red and white tinted specks on. <laughs> and I'm going to say, I'm going to say our man, Martinelli. At least you haven't done what I've done and gone a Premier League, Champions League double for Arsenal. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the other thing about the Martinelli thing is um, it's it's predicated on the fact that 
I remember watching um, Arjen Robin years ago. And when he first, that first season, he was electric for Chelsea. And the second season, he was still good, but he wasn't as amazing. And it felt like he got found out. So I guess I'm trying to make a make a case for it not being Haaland. Maybe he gets found out. Maybe teams start to realise and he gets tracked a little bit closer. Maybe he gets the Arjun Robin treatment. You know, is, is, is Mo Salah going to get any better? Is he going to bag any more goals this season for Liverpool from a wide position? Don't know. He's a year older, so hopefully not. And then if Harry Kane's buggered off to Bayern Munich, then... You know, it's all there for Martinelli to bag 30 goals and uh, and take it. Wonderful. That's so exciting. Do you have any thoughts on the championship winner? We've uh, so many big teams been down there this season. Most people are going Southampton, Leicester, Middlesbrough, one of those. What are you going to go for? Yeah, I'm going to be boring. I don't... I think Leicester have lost a few of their linchpins, so I don't I don't think it'd be mm. Leicester for me. Um, Leeds was the other one that I thought about, but they seem to be... In a bit of a turmoil at the moment. So by process of elimination, they've got a young squad, Southampton. That's what I've gone for, Southampton. By process of elimination, it's um, a young team. It's a team, I think they've kept a lot of their players together. They'll probably lose Ward-Prowse. Sounds like uh, West Ham are sniffing around him. Mm. Um, they, they'll probably lose Lavia, but the rest of the players, they might keep. And has that year you're in the Premier League, those young players, it might have improved them and it might have given them a little bit more of the older... Uh, mental fortitude to be able to stick it out. It's a gruelling old league, isn't it? Like it's literally, you're playing every, it feels like you're playing every day. Um, if there is a 46 so. game season. Yeah. And it is every midweek, weekend, midweek, weekend. And they don't, I think they do get international breaks off, but it's league one and league two don't get it, they get them off. First manager to be sacked. What are you going with? David Moyes. Um, I think the only reason why he hasn't been fired already is because of the Europa Conference League. And the West Ham fans, like my brother is, I've got a whole chunk of my family that West Ham fans. My brother's a West Ham fan. The football that wasn't inspiring them, um, they were down there towards the bottom of the league for a long period of time. They spent a lot of money. They had good players like um, Skamaka on paper was a good player. Mm. You've got... um, Paqueta, who, uh, or Paqueta, as they call him in Brazil, um, who is a great player. And I think he's a, he's been, uh, he, he's underperformed. And they've just lost their captain, Declan Rice, to the world's greatest football team. So, so I think he's going to struggle. And they're not, they're not able to pick up. I mean, it's so ironic that they took 100 million quid off of us and now they can't, they can't spend it because everyone keeps, uh, everyone keeps either gazumping them or, Telling them, well, we know you've got 100 million quid. So, how about uh, we take a big chunk of that? <laughs> it is indeed right. That's us done. Some interesting picks there. I think the one that stands out for me is your Martinelli thoughts and and Arsenal finishing third. Obviously, you hope you're wrong, and Arsenal will win oh, yeah. absolutely everything. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but I will be doing a show at the end of the season with the winners of the Prediction League and then the, the ones who have made the worst decision of the Prediction League. They will be publicly shamed. They will all be in one of those things that you throw cabbages at, the lot of the stocks. You'll all be put up in stock. I say you all. Uh, not wasn't in, in, in implying it's going to be you, but, yeah. <laughs> right that's us done tell people where they can find you on twitter and uh, uh about your podcast here we go sorry elon ah uh, x they can find me on x you can send me x's um uh, at, at suburban guna uh also write every day at uh www.suburbangunas.com easy for me to say 
And uh, when's the next podcast coming out? Have you got anything planned? Um, we'll, do a, we'll do a post-match one after the Nottingham Forest game, I think. So that'll be... We normally do the Sunday or the Monday nights because we're at the games and I can't be asked to podcast when I'm half cut when I get back from a football match. So No, and if anybody needs uh, ideas on new and interesting alcoholic beverages, go and follow Chris on Twitter because every other picture has been him holding a different type of... The other one, one recently was about seven bottles of wine he was holding... I don't know where you were yeah. going with those. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I had a. Let's just say I had a heavy Saturday with uh, <sighs> quite some nice French wines and a few friends. The last time I was drunk was 1994. Oh, you're such a better person than me. <laughs> yeah. I just don't like it. I mean, I, I love a, I love a pear cider or a fizzy cold Budweiser, but just getting drunk, I'll end up on the floor and I piss myself and I'm sick. So it's not a good position to be in. So on, on those on those wonderful words, uh, all we have to do now is say thank you very much to all you boys and girls, mums and dads, cats and dogs that are watching, and Bird Camp is there looking at me or looking out the window. And the next one up is going to be, I'm going to scroll down and see, it is the legendary LL Cool James is going to be joining us at nine o'clock for his predictions and any hair tips because he has the finest mane in the world of Arsenal. Uh, thank you very much, Chris. It's been an absolute joy speaking to you as it always is. Thank you, Captain. And uh, we will see you at nine o'clock. All we to do now is press the outro button. Goodbye. Hello, welcome to Burkett Wonderland, podcast 145 of the day. And this is one we saved for the man with the best hair on Twitter. I mean, Chris Carpenter can claim it, but he's going a little bit bald. So it is uh, Mr. LL, the ladies love, cool James. Mr. James, um, don't tell me. Don't tell me. It says it in your bloody bio. <laughs> I've gotten it already. Johnson. Hey. I knew you'd know your surname. Yes. You have to. <laughs> Hello. Good to be yeah. here. I'm excited. How are you doing? You, I'm, I'm... You're, a, you're a last minute addition because Glenn from New York said he's he's got to take his kids somewhere to pick tickets up and then he's got to pick them up again after. So I had a free slot oh. and I thought, oh, you messaged me I and think, said I you've got over your lurgy. I think he's podcasting as well, isn't he, with... Um... The, is it loose cannons with Tanner and Them's Ryan as well? They're not to be trusted. <laughs> they're, they're, they're deviants of the highest order. So, do you have a good day at work? I did. I did. I got. It, I got it done. That's the most important thing. Yeah, it was hard. You know, when you come back from having time off from being unwell, and then you you check your email inbox, and you'd rather just yeah. It's, it was one of those. I was like, oh, okay, here we go. You said you lost your voice. I did, I did. For a, it was it was bliss for my uh, brother who I live with. He was he was loving life, but yeah, it was a hard one. It's hard to communicate what you wanted. What was it, laryngitis or something? You didn't have the big. Oh, I, I don't know what it was. It was you know, I was I was just happy that I could swallow copious amounts of benzoline. <laughs> oh, mm, the king of uh, cough-related <laughs> sore throat medica- medications. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, um, how do you feel about the news at the moment going on with Arsenal, with uh, with the transfers that have been in and the, the possible new goalkeeper? And um, today, it's been said that uh, Trusty is off to Sheffield United, and and Howard is possibly off to Nottingham Forest or Bayern Munich. I mean, that's not a hard choice, is it? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, for for me, I'm I'm happy with everything that Arsenal are doing. Um, I mean, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Sometimes Arsenal fans do baffle me. I, I do I do like to sit and read Twitter and think what is going on in your head because I don't know how you've come to that conclusion. Um, I, I saw uh, over the weekend someone saying, "Why sign David Raya when it's going to upset Aaron Ramsdale?" 
Now, I'm not one of these people that now that Ray has come along, Aaron Ramsdale suddenly rubbish because there was a few of this. This is what happened with Declan Rice as well. Thomas Party, all of a sudden, oh, he's terrible. He's not needed anymore just because we've got Declan Rice. Well, hang on. Wait a sec. There's nothing wrong with having as many good players as possible in this squad to get us to the levels that we all believe that we can get to. For me, if Aaron Ramsdale, if David Raya signs, does get upset and wants to leave, then he didn't have the minerals to be a good keeper for Arsenal anyway. If I'm Ramsdale, I'm like, yeah, bring him in. Because it's not just good for me, it's good for the team. And, you know, let's let's have it. I'll, I think he'll be happy to have a duel with somebody that can... Because he knows for a fact that he can make mistakes next season. If it's still Turner, he's never going to be replaced. True. T- Turner's never going to knock him out of the team. So I think having that person that makes you do look over your shoulder and think, oh, you know, what's going to happen here? It, it's good. I mean, the best player this preseason for me has been Thomas Party, And I think a lot of that's to do with, oh, my God, there's a guy who cost 105 million here that's looking to take my place. Mm. I have been party out for quite a while because uh, yeah. you, you can't have a star player on that amount of money who's that good a player who towards the end of the season gave up for whatever reason it is. And I said, I want him out, don't want him. And then I saw him playing in pre-season and I saw Rice playing in that position. And I thought Rice needs a season to to bed in and party needs to play. In. And I think our best team is party in the, the party role and Rice in the jacker. I think that is the safe option as oh, opposed 100%. to what we had last season. People are saying it's going to be Havertz playing in the Xhaka role. It's not, is it? For me, it's not. Um, especially if you factor in this Sunday's game. Um, as much as I think he'll want to get all the new boys in that he can, yeah, I, I don't... I, I, you know, I, I think that's important. I'll win this game against Man City on Sunday. So I would be starting party and Rice together. Yes, I think that would be the defensive cover that we need and they're both top quality players and that that those two in our starting midfield with Erdegaard, that's going to worry people because they can exactly. all attack, they can all defend and they can all run the entire game which is which is good. Don't put your head near the heater, you fucking it. No, he's shaking his head. Put his head near the heater. Uh, Ron Rhee had a picture of his X5 before. He's now got the 8 Series. Now, I don't like new cars but I do like the BMW 8 Series. I, I prefer if you've got one of the old 635s Maybe a, a 1984, 85 version. Do you have a car, James? I you don't look like drink. the kind of man who would have a Fiat Punto or a Fiat 500 or a Chimpy <laughs> Tento or something. You struggle to uh, get in. Yeah. No, I, I do not drive, unfortunately. You're not missing anything. I've got two uh, cars yeah. and can't drive I, either of them. I have a, I have a Seat Ibiza, I think it is, on the driveway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was inherited when... Uh, the mother sadly passed away, so it's just it's just there on the driveway. I mean, um, if anyone is in the area and wants to have a look at it, you're more than welcome to. I bought my mum a new car. Um, well, she bought it before, um, for around about her birthday this year, and then when she passed away, I sold it. And I got £500 more than I paid for it. Didn't really make up for the fact that the NHS killed her, but it's, <laughs> uh, she'd be laughing at yeah. that, and uh, we're going to sue the fuckers because uh, they're, they're assholes. Yeah, jo- uh, jo- join the queue. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's fucking <laughs> disgraceful. Uh, hold on, he's he's going to cheese. Uh, you will have to guess the next one. He's got another one. Dear, oh dear. Uh, I'm going to say it is going to be a. Um, what, what do you think he's going to have up next, car wires? I'm going to say a Jeep Wrangler. It's not. Gonna be I, I don't know. Has he hasn't he always been a BMW man? So is it going to be something? Else? 
He's, he's, mm. he's brand, wasn't his last one with oh, who was it you were on with and he had another BMW as his profile next five yeah that was uh, I was with Chris just a while that's ago. it yeah he, he seems I, he seems he's brand loyal to the Beamers hmm, yes I forgot to you, to tell people you to get, to get you to tell people about your new you've relaunched your podcast haven't you I mean you're still doing other stuff but tell people a little bit about your your one that you've, you've started redoing again yeah, so my own channel, uh, which is just James Johnston Football, like I always say, took me forever to think of that name. Um, it's <laughs> it's back and thank you. Yeah, it's back and um, I've got my Arsenal reviews. I might do preview. I don't know, Danny. I, I say I'm going to do all these things and then I get distracted, you know. Um, but no, I will. I do try my best to be as uh, you know. What, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, active on the on the content on a regular basis that's it that's the one that's the one but i I also do i also do premier league as well as arsenal but that doesn't go down as well because people Mm. are like oh you're just a bitter arsenal fan with your long hair and your shit beard so (laughs) (laughs) they don't like me talking about some of them are all right but uh i remember once i really upset this watford fan and i thought oh god he's he's not pleased it's not playing. Just, just mention Watford and Udinese and the, the championship had to change the rules on loans yeah. because of the number of players, Udinese and Granada, the owners of, um, it's the Pot, Pot, Potsos who own Watford and the amount of players they lent Watford to get them promoted again. And even now, uh, Watford will buy a player for some, nothing and then sell him to one of the other ones. I don't think they own Granada anymore. But it's, no. uh, it's the stuff going down that we can't even mention yeah. because I can't afford to mention it. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, they swapped that, that Delefeo like three or four times, didn't they? I remember. It, it is. It is uh, one of the many things that they have done, which is uh, shenanigans. Right. Let's bring up the, the predictions table. Just to confirm, your name is actually James Johnson. That's and me. your Twitter is LLCoolJames91. And the your podcast is, I'll put purely Arsenal... L uh, Arsenal FP. Now, do you still do yes. that one? Is that your prediction? Yes, one? I do. Yeah, that's that's with uh, me and Jack, uh, Jack and Neil and Michael and Anthony. Yeah. That's completely separate, but that is the main that is the main podcast that I do. But if <laughs> as, I don't, as I don't have to edit and upload that one, <laughs> so don't edit. Yeah. I don't do any yeah. editing. No, no. Fuck them. <laughs> and if they want to find your own your new um, podcast, you'd be doing that just under your LL called James ninety one. Yeah, it's all on one. there. All the links are on there. Good, right. Premier League champions, who are you going to go for? Are you going to stick to uh, one of the, the only two that people have predicted? No, I'm go- I've, I haven't done this in the whole time that I've done um, the YouTubing and the predicting type. I- I'm going to back Arsenal. I- yeah? I think we- yeah, I'm go- we're, going all- we're going all the way. <laughs> Why are you picking Arsenal over Man City? I- I've had a lot of Pepsi Max. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, I'm I feel, kind of, uh, I feel kind of, giddy. Uh, monster. Yeah, no. Um, the the reason being, um, I, I just there's something. It, it, I think Gav summed it up. You you get feelings, don't you? <laughs> you get these little, as a fan, like the love tokens come in, and then they eventually need to be cashed in. And yeah, I think with all the love tokens at the moment, um, I, I think it's going to be. You know, I think we're going to cash in this time, and I think it's going to be our year. I think we're going to win the league. That would be uh, that would be great. 
if that happens. But they, I mean, I've put us down to win the uh, the Champions League and the Premier League. I'm just editing there. I'm just uh, <laughs> Trevor said that he's free at 6 p.m. tomorrow, and Ellis's baby is just puked up all over the bed. So there will be no 11 p.m. show unless I can find someone else who is going to be around. Uh, yes, yeah, so I predicted we're going to win the Champions League as well. So the next column I can fill in for you because uh, you're putting us down as first. I've just put what have I done there? I've done Melvin. That's not right, is it? <laughs> no, unless oh, unless a Mel, unless a Melvin is becoming first. I, mean, I know Melvin's good, but I don't think <laughs> yeah. he's going to win as the Premier League. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal's top goal scorer all competitions. What are you going for there? It's, you see, this is very tricky. I've gone between Martinelli and Saka for the last couple of days since you sent me this, but mm. I'm going to go with Saka to keep his crown. Um, I, ju- I just think that he's as much as I love Martinelli, and I think Martinelli's probably a better finisher. I just think Saka's just the ruthless, isn't he? He takes he takes more stuff on. He's a bit more, you know, he's a bit more selfish in a good way than I feel Martinelli is. So I think that's going to help him in good steed, especially with all these competitions we've got as well. Because he plays every game. Martinelli sometimes, you know, he'll go, oh, I'll, I'll put Trossard out there for that one. Or I might put Smith Rowe. Or we might even have someone completely new that we sign. You know, we, we're still looking at signing people. So we could have a completely new winner this time next week just don't know anything saw that we're linked with some Croatian centre-back just before we did I'm like oh yeah the Mikhail Arteta every window centre-back fetish is back yeah. so yeah you can't I mean, you can't have a transfer window without behind a centre-back I mean we do need a nice choice centre-back just in case yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then apparently off to Sheffield United so that was yeah that's that's thing. already been done apparently yeah that's going to yeah, be he was finalised uh, where are Spurs going to finish have a little bit, I, a bit of knowledge here yeah, I'm going to agree with some of my friends, and I'm going to put them eighth. Oh, that is the same as Stan the Man and me and uh, oh, Chris the Purple Lion. Yeah, eighth. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, does, do you have a little caveat on that? Is a Kane or without Kane, or doesn't it matter for you? I think if Kane does leave, which seems to be the case, it could be worse. But I've done it based on now. Um, and yeah, I think there's just seven teams better than with, even without the European football. Some of them that do have to play that Thursday Sunday, which is absolutely disgusting. You know, we we've seen how bad it was yeah. for us. I, I still believe that there are seven teams uh, with better squads than them that have got more momentum than them. And uh, I, I had because of the family ties and the name, I'm actually a Celtic fan. You know, I've got a bit, lot of love for Celtic and I'm so upset he's gone there because I really liked, I really liked Ange at Celtic and uh, he's very good at taking things that are a mess and turning it round. But I think this is too much, you know, when there's just too much of a mess. You know, when that Kim and Aggie used to go around people's houses and sometimes they were like, no, we're done. We can't even, you're, you're that much of a disgrace. We can't even clean your house. I think, I think that's what he's got. He's got too much of a mess. What's your connection to Celtic? Anything uh, viable or just in general? Uh, just just a, well, my, my, yeah, it's a Scottish thing and then a family tie. And then also my name. I'm, it's not Jimmy Johnston, but I was named after, you know, it was changed to James because, ah. of, of you know, Lisbon Lions and everything else like that. Yes, and I'm a Celtic fan. I have been since uh, Charlie Nicholas was the reason why. I picked, yeah. um, obviously, been, they've got the, uh, the, the Irish connections. And so mm-hmm. uh, I did that. Right. Uh, FA Cup winner, what are you going to go for? I'm going to back Chelsea. I feel sick saying that, but yeah, I think Chelsea are going to win something this year because it, he hasn't he hasn't gone absolutely mental yet. 
he's, he's gonna he's still gonna spend a ton of money before this windows he hasn't even started has he, he he's gonna do something stupid and nutty so i think they're gonna yeah and they've actually got managers now that are quite competent compared to what they had before i think as much as oh what was his name with the beard the brighton guy potter as much as potter was brilliant at brighton i think it was just too much of a big step for him straight away it was like when moisey went to man united it was just that just that next step too far for him mm. and um yeah no I, I think now with pochettino they're gonna sadly win something this season which is gonna be annoying uh about the irrelevant league cup unless we win it are you picking for that this is tough. I you can't go and say Man City are going to win nothing, can you? you wouldn't dare. Do no, that. no. But I, th- I think Liverpool might win this, and again, that Ooh. makes me feel sick as well. Same as Gav. Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've about... got no other <laughs> reason other than I just, I, yeah, I just think Liverpool might do it. Well, they are in a massive rebuilding stage after last season's rebuilding failed to to yep. to do what they wanted them to do. Um. Champions League, a kind of important trophy. I don't know if you yeah. know, is Arsenal back in the Champions League after we've been away for a little while? Are we good enough to win it or have you got someone else down to win it? I think this is the one that Man City's going to win. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's it's them or Real Madrid, isn't it? Um, I, I think, again, it's just that another, just a little step too far for Arsenal at the moment. I'd like us to get at least to the quarters or the semis. I mean, it'd be amazing if we got to the final because it's at Wembley, isn't it? And we, you know, we run Wembley, so it'd be fantastic to to have that, you know, moment. But I, I think it's just a little bit too far. But we're going to win the Premier League anyway, so at least we win one of the big two. I know it's. I know people would rather win the Champions League because we've never done it. But you know, come on, we're still going to win the Premier League. Well, so don't, I'd don't be too upset. Premier League. I'd always yeah. rather win the Premier League. Um, uh, can any team draw any team? At what point in the, the Champions League can any team draw any team? Do they stop separating countries? Is it after the first round of the knockouts? I've got no idea. I think it's after, yeah, I think you can't draw people from your same nation until after the first knockout. Uh, it's the first knockout phase is, yeah, you can't draw people from the same country as you, I believe. But then again, aren't they, exp- I, I don't know with you, they change it all the time, Danny. Yeah, they do. You know, and they're gonna. The last season uh, it's it's storm, only a matter of t- it? it's only a matter of time before they start letting the Saudi league teams in and the American <laughs> team. It's gonna, you know, oh, it's gonna dear. happen. It, yeah, it's just gonna be well, so diluted. It's unreal. They're gonna mess around a bit next season and have all the the massive big groups, aren't they? Of like twenty yeah. oh, thirty teams a no. group or or some nonsense. No, no. I know. Mental. My cat Bergie is just laying on the floor next to me. Are you doing that because the heat is on, Babby? Burkham never goes anywhere near me. Maybe I'll smell of food. Uh, Arsenal, I mean, uh, Premier League top goal scorer, any team, all competitions. What are you going to go for? Haaland last season got 52 and 53. Yeah, it's it's, it's easily going to be Haaland. However, it would not shock me yeah. if with Liverpool playing on the Thursday, you know, when they're, they're going to have a group of, you know, they're playing teams where, OK, on the Thursdays and a Saturday or whatever, these people are footballers. But through the week, they're, you know, they're, they're I don't know, blacksmiths <laughs> or, you know, they do OnlyFans or anything, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it would not shock me if Salah or Nunes was very close to him as well. Because Nunes, this pre-season, he's, he's looking less of a donkey and like he looks like an actual footballer now. But, uh, yeah, no, you can't, you can't not put Haaland. I, I think Mike was... Uh, 
generous saying in Kunku, but yeah. I'd, well, he's a blogger, gonna... aren't they? You know, bloggers are the hipsters of the football world. Hey, if they? he's correct, he's going to, you know, he can laugh at everybody. So, did you hear the pod that he did? I mean, it's, I did. Uh, do you hear what he said about the substituting goalkeepers for tactical reasons? Yeah, madness. Uh, the I only mean, time I, cool. I, the only time I think of that was when was it Van Hal brought on the Tim Krull for oh, Netherlands to win the penalty shootout, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think that worked, didn't it? it was yeah, it did. Euros. Yeah, they won it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, okay. well, they won that the game. Champ- they didn't win the Euros. Yeah, yeah. Um, championship. What are you going to go for there? I'm going to back Middlesbrough. Oh, straight in, no messing yeah. around. Uh, we were saying, me and Carl were saying on the last show, talking about, uh, hold on, he's put it in one of our WhatsApp groups, uh, talking about Triple Triple Apcom saying that he's top goal scorer in the championship last season. And then we said, has he gone or is he going? And then uh, a, a Middlesbrough Twitter account said, the numbers being requested by Triple Apcom and his agent during negotiations are way beyond what Middlesbrough could pay or would be willing to pay. And Chopper Chopper is replied to that, not true. So he's still a Middlesbrough player. And is that one of the reasons why you're picking him? Yeah, it's also, um, I just look at it and I think that they really should have got promoted instead of, uh, you know, Luton. Um, them or Coventry should have gone up, in my opinion. I thought they were the better sides, just Luton got them. You know, they knocked them out, didn't they, on a good day. Um, so I think the championship is so much harder. The teams that get promoted people automatically, sorry, the ones that get relegated, they think they're going to go straight back up. I think it's very, very difficult division. Um, I think it's a bit of a reality check for some people when they actually get in there. And I just think Middlesbrough are the best equipped. I think Carrick, sadly, this chain of Man United ex-players that seem to dominate the championship at the moment. I mean, you've got him, you've got the guy at Coventry, you've got Kieran McKenna at Ipswich as well that was at Man United's it, academy and he's, he's doing quite Robbins well. At Co- uh, Coventry, that's it, that's it. Yeah, so there's quite a good little, you know, niche of them that are doing quite well. But yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be Middlesbrough. Yeah, that's um, there's uh, three of you now that have said Middlesbrough. How about the first manager to be fired? What's your thoughts on that? I think it's going to be David Moyes. Oh, this yeah. is the first. The, no one said it for the first four, and then now it, uh, you're the fourth person to say yeah. it out of the last six, which is. Yeah, uh, it's because I remember you saying on the pods before, it's not who resigns. And I'm thinking to myself, Hodgson, if it doesn't go well, might do the whole, oh, you know, I'm doing it by mutual consent. I'm actually yeah. going to, I'm actually going to ride into the sunset now type thing. And I think Lopetegui as well. He seemed angry last game of the season when they played us. So I don't know how he's feeling now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be the, the one that's actually going to be sacked is Moisey because they, they were talking about doing it before last season. So yeah, yeah I, I just, even though, you know, and they've got this mentality now that they've won the Johnston's Paint Trophy of Europe, that they're a big, <laughs> massive, you know, we're a humongous club. We're a big, you know, we're going to get a big manager in type thing and they'll probably end up with someone like Jose or some or Benitez or someone just to make them happy for a while. I mean it's his spec second spell there. The first spell he won twenty nine percent of the games and then this time he's been there since Christmas two thousand and nineteen, just in the before times and hundred and seventy eight games he's won forty five percent of those but they didn't lose a game in the conference league all the way to the final last season. So he's massively stat padded his stuff there. But without having the uh, the best defence, English defensive midfielder in the world at the club, it's it's going to be tough for him, isn't it? 
Yeah, and I, I quite like at the moment as well that everyone they're trying to buy, the clubs are like, no, no, this is the fee we want. I'm like, yeah, it's not nice when the shoe's on the other foot, is it, West Ham? You know, just, they just don't pay, like just, it, just pay, just pay, Just pay what they're asking. And then when you agree a deal, ask for more. And then I, I say, no, we want some add-ons as well. Yeah. I mean, the, well, the, the sadly, was meant to be. Sadly, when you keep mucking around like that as well, when you make it so public, because obviously Sullivan is X or gold, sorry, I can't remember which one it is now. I feel terrible. Oh, because Birmingham, they? One of them sadly passed away. I think it, yeah. is it's one of them's got ties in. He? he used to own the Daily Star and what have you. So he's quite a media yeah. guy. So I he put it, gold, he kept, yeah, he kept feeding it all out there. So I'm like, when you make it public, everyone knows how much money. That's what I used to hate about Arsenal back in the day. You'd have mm-hmm. before the preseason, oh, Wenger's got a 185 million war chest. The I'm war like, well, chest. every, every, every club knows what we've got to spend now. So when we go to spend it, they'll be like, no, you, we know you've got £185 million, so we're not accepting that. Much keep it quiet. Just go and spend your money how you want to spend it. But no, everyone knows now what West Ham have, and they're rightfully giving it back up, and which they deserve. <laughs> uh, Melvin's there. Melvin will be joining us at 6pm on Thursday. He was meant to do oh, the fantastic. other day, my, my brother decided to have some kind of fucking mental breakdown, and uh, oh, he thought okay. it was all over, but it isn't all over. He's still with us. Sadly, uh, I better not say that in case he's listening. You'll get the right <laughs> yeah. the, I didn't send him a birthday card. Jesus. Um, right, that's it. We're all done. So uh, fantastic. Tell people where they can find you on the on X, as Chris kept telling me to call it. Yes, yes. So on X, it's just at LL Cool James ninety one, like it is here in the box, and then it's just all the links are on there for purely Arsenal FP and my own channel, James Johnston Football. Much appreciated, and, and I, I do the rounds. I, I, I am, you know, I'm a hired gun. If people want me and I'm free, I will do it because I, I love the club. Shaking, you're always shaking your booty at Sophie to try and That's get her it. to get you on. And you That's do your it. hair, <laughs> and she loves it. Yeah. You're one of her favourites on there. When's the next? Um, oh, Phil has just followed you on X. That's lovely. Thank you, Phil. Um, don't follow him on OnlyFans, though, because no. uh, apart from the fact it's too expensive. It is. It's, it it's, is. It's far too titillating. When's your next uh, pod from either of your um, podcasts coming out? So I believe that we will do something post the Community Shield with purely Arsenal. I don't know if we'll do one before. And then on my own channel, I'll have a reaction to the Community Shield as well. And then maybe do a review of all my Premier League and football predictions of last season before I do my new ones for the next season. Although some of them have already just been said on here. So (laughs) if you want to watch it twice, then go ahead. Well, you never know. It might change his mind. Things in football are constantly evolving. So... You never know. Something yeah, if we get pasted like 4-0 at the weekend, I might not think we're going to win get the league. Get them all anymore. out. Get them all fired. <laughs> right, that's it, people. I think the final show tonight is going to be at 10pm with the fake Mexican, Mike Hurts, if he turns Oh, wow. We'll be 72 kids in the background. Like yeah, he, he can shampoo a buffalo, that guy. Oh, that man, he's uh, <laughs> he's, he's no stranger to uh, shampooing. Yeah. Um, right, all he's doing now is for you to say goodbye to the boys and girls, and then I will play the outro. Uh, Goodbye, boys and girls. Thank you. (laughs) Hello and welcome to podcast number (laughs) 1,642,481. That's just today. Thank God Ellis has cancelled because little baby has been sicky, which means I don't have to do another one after this. And I've just looked at it and I've changed the rest of them. I'm no longer doing them at 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 and 11 o'clock. I'm starting at 6 and finishing at 10. Lovely. Quite frankly. 
you people bore me. Uh, with me right now is uh, w- one of the nicest people on Twitter, one of the friendliest, <laughs> smiliest, happiest people there is in the world, even though he's just spent most of the last week being within touching distance of Mike Magic Feinberg. Yes. And uh, how, have you, how have you recovered from that, Mike? Is it Was it a, a traumatizing experience? Uh, it was an emotional roller coaster. One time you're being hugged, telling you're loved, and then the next minute you're, you're being called a, a bit of a shit bag. You know, Mike, dude, he, he's a man of, of many, many qualities, but many, many flaws, as you know, Mike. <laughs> it was one hell of a roller coaster. It was, it was great. I was in D.C. as well. Uh, DC, I did most of the heavy drinking. To be completely honest, I was a. Uh, there were some fun nights there, all the way up till two, three, four o'clock in the morning. And LA, I was fully sober. And it was just Mike and I, and it was a blast, man. He's he's an awesome human being, as you know. Due to the Sunday roast, you get to chat with him every once in a while. Hopefully, that comes back. But I'm recovering just fine. I mean, LA kind of sucked in the sense that I made it back, and within like five hours, I was back at work. So that that's a little testing, a little sleep deprived, but I'm I'm back at it. I, I came home last night or, or yesterday after work, and I I call it a nap. I feel guilty for saying a nap, but I, I passed out for like five hours on the couch. So I, I overindulged myself with with uh, catching up on sleep for sure. So did you ever see Chubby Mike and now not Chubby Mike, or have you only seen the not Chubby Mike? I could wrap my hands around them and and i mean i i met the not chubby mike i like how we're this is a very political way of saying <laughs> <laughs> i i met the the chubby mike and then i i met the not chubby mike and it's it's drastic dude and and like i can't remember when was the last time i was in new orleans and that was the last time i, I was around mike physically and yeah he he was a lot heavier than me and now he is I'm going to say my weight, if not less. But, yeah, he was close to jumping on me for me to fully be able to hold him up so I could sustain the weight that is one Mike Feinberg. But, no, he, his wife was there. He didn't want to make it too weird. But, yeah, it's um, it's drastic. It's completely drastic, but it's completely awesome. So he's a lot healthier, a lot mobile. Um, I would say a lot louder, but I don't think Mike could go any louder, Danny. He's, he's at capacity at this point. And his wife is far too good looking and far too nice for him. How he's—I mean, he must be paying her a fortune to stay with him because she could have any man she wants. That's she's my funny, theory. She's good looking and and she's uh, kept. She looked after herself, unlike him, who's let himself go. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I could confirm that he's a doll. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, tell people a little bit about your your best name podcast out there, and uh, yeah, a little bit about your podcast and where they can find you and, and what you're up to with it. It's uh, my ironically named, ironically named podcast, if you will. I am the host of Not Another Arsenal podcast. Uh, we call each other, aka the, I think we're Lucas Podolski of Arsenal podcast. We we like to have that little bit of banter, and say we're the the Nicholas Bentner, the Scalacci of Arsenal podcast, aka we don't take each other too serious even though we got two big brain gentlemen by the name of kelly and chris on uh that's 312 gooner and at south metro afc and then of course sebi v 21 on twitter sebi is my comedic relief i absolutely love having him on we just do it once a week we very very rarely do twice a week podcast um i because of the host i damper the whole transfer talk so like tom canton kaya you know, everybody's like hustling, like absolute crazy, putting out all this transfer news and speculation. Summertime is when we take like every other week off because I just I just can't do it, Danny. I, I, I don't mm. 
I'm not good with jumping into the the transfer news, but during the season we're consistent every Tuesday night. Ironically, I say that in tonight we're gonna this week in particular we're gonna do Wednesday night. And I will say when I say night, night here in America. So I think live in the UK, if you guys are watching, I think it's three four o'clock in the morning for you guys yeah. over there. If I'm not mistaken, but yeah. For the most part, every single Tuesday at nighttime, 7 o'clock, 7.30 Pacific time, 10, 10.30 Eastern time. And if you're in UK, more or less 4 a.m. So that's uh, 4 a.m. Wednesday morning for you. So if you're ever up at crazy o'clock for no reason and you're stumbling around and you can't go to sleep, pay us a visit. That's not another Arsenal podcast. And again, Danny, you are too kind for even retweeting all that. And I'm telling you, you, you are too kind, man. You're too nice. I often watch it because I'm often in bed watching it, and I sometimes send you a little WhatsApp and say, "Yeah, I'm watching it." Yeah. Because uh, when I'm watching it in bed, I'm watching it on my big TV with my Fire Stick, and you can't really inter- join in with the chat on there because it doesn't have the availability to do it. So I sometimes get my phone out and do it that way. But it's, I like it. You lot, um, you all work well together. No, there's not anybody there that talks over someone constantly, which is what you find of a lot of Americans because Americans are uh, in gen- just uh, in general rude people who want to shout over everybody else. <laughs> We're not not rude people, but yeah, no. I as as hosts, I often tend to do the least amount of talking because I do mm. at least when I invite people on, and not just my regular co-host, but every occasionally like. Recently, we had the brilliant Mike McDonald on, and he did his brilliant quiz. I do have a habit of... I watched that. Yeah. Clueless. He had no idea of the (laughs) shit that man pulls on you. (laughs) Talk about ruining my credibility if I had anything. Danny, he destroyed all of us on that podcast. So we, we didn't... We didn't do Americans any favor for being plastic American fans because we sucked at that game. You were so bad that after five questions, I stopped listening because I thought you're going to get nowhere for the rest of the show. And I asked him about this when he was on yesterday and he said he loved it. He said he led you up the garden path and none of you had any idea. Women's football, youth football. It sounds like banana. Smells like banana. Who is it? It's uh, Diego Maradona. How does that sound like or smell like banana? Yeah, he... Genius he has a real a gift when it comes to that uh, misleading people, and and I think uh, it reels you in and the, to the the eagerness of wanting to respond with this first clue, which is near impossible, by the way, to to accurately get it with the first clue. But he'll give you the first clue, and you're you're so wrapped up in trying mm. to accumulate points and trying to catch up because you're way behind, and it just self sabotage is what it is, Danny. <laughs> but is. yeah. Uh, it was brilliant having him on. And yeah, what I was trying to say is that personally as host, I, I really like to invite people on to hear their opinions and, you know, be, so I, I give them the mic as much as they want. So, um, it's just something that I enjoy doing, being able to pick those brains and see where they're at because Arsenal fan base is a big fan base, Danny. And, uh, there's a lot of opinions from, uh, from crazy to wacky to semi-normal. And uh, I'm surprised no one has started the Arsenal MMA podcast because <laughs> of you lot fighting in the stands against each other. Which would be, there's a name for you. No one's taking it. I'll pass, Danny. That's that's the type of thing where, man, I, I just look at it and I'm, I'm just like, for fuck's sake, man. Well, they used on, to be, represent us a little bit better, you know? David Duchovny did a TV series called Californication. You ever heard of it? Californication? This, are we talking about the Red Hot Chili Pepper song? No, nope. the the TV series with David Duchovny from X Files. Negative. Man, fantastic man, 
magnificent it is. And in the beginning of that, oh, the Arten Luciador is Oi, my cousin. He popped hey. up. <laughs> Arriba. Um, and then in the first series, it's brilliant if anybody wants to watch it. It's added eight series of it. The first series, it's all about a book that he wrote and then someone steals it and she renames it Fucking and Punching. So that should be a name for an American Arsenal podcast, <laughs> Soccer and Punching. <laughs> that's that's a solid name. I'll dig it. Yeah, no, um, haven't given it, but you'd be surprised of how much TVs and movie reference I don't know, Danny. Like it's it started off maybe almost a decade ago, I believe, where I just exclusively zoned into just watching football. Yeah, and it's not even large amount. It's like two to three games a week, maybe. If it's not Arsenal, it's Milan. And then after that, if you name me a movie or a show and you make a reference or drop a line, mm -hmm. right over my head, Danny. Like I, I'm, such, I'm such a disappointment to all my co-hosts when they're they're talking about random, random like. Or really old, very classic, popular movies. They go right over my head, Danny. Yeah. I like that music. I do not give a fuck about any types of music. I don't listen to I, The only thing I listen to is I've got a compilation of 80s English pop music, and that's it. That's all oh. I've got. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, like um, Duran Duran and uh, and things like that. I can't even think of anymore. Madness and things like that. Just, just have that playing loudly. I love it. I listen to it for half an hour, and then I have no need for music for another week. I'm trying to think so, of, like, Chapstick, Toto, what what oh, genre? Toto Africa. What a yeah, I wonder, I wonder what, like in today's, you know, if that was considered rock back then, that was not considered rock now. But there's a few 80s, 90s band. I'm a, country by any chance? John, Johnny Cash? No, I mean, that one song, Take My Empire of Dirt song, that, that is magnificent. Man really. in Black, man. You, you were missing out on Johnny Cash. That's your homework for, for next time, Daniel. I'm going to have yeah. you... I'm going to have you on the Not Another Arsenal podcast, and I'm going to quiz you about Johnny Cash. I'm going to give you a few songs. You can sum up uh, country and Western music with, oh, my dog got fleas, and my dog died, and my wife left me, and my house fell down. That's it. It's that over and over for an hour. Horses, soccer, and, and football. Guys are punching. There you go. That's gonna be oh, it. We're going to be adding on it. Journey, we're, that's another solid one, Russ. We're um we're eleven minutes into it and I haven't even got to the point of the show yet. Yeah, so to be to here. be fair, I don't mind hesitating and holding off because I'm just gonna make an ass <laughs> of myself with these predictions, Danny. So let's go. Did you know that in StreamYard you can now put people down the bottom? Uh they added new functions, I believe. I never used it, but when I, I was chatting, I was looking at some of the stuff that you were doing a little earlier with with all the people that you interviewed, and I was like, Oh, look at that. Danny's getting really creative with all that. So I pressed it by accident. I didn't even notice there. <laughs> Eagles, another Russ is killing it right now with the suggestions. Eagles, surely you've heard of Eagles, Danny. No, of course, yeah, I've heard of both of those. Okay. Yes, just I don't listen to them. I don't like them. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> you know about them, but okay. It's I like, it's like I know who Spurs are, but I don't watch them. Okay, I could right. I could appreciate that. <laughs> that is true. I will spend ten hours a day listening to talk-based radio in the UK. That's talk radio, LBC, and Radio Five. Occasionally, I listen to talk sport. It's usually just got dickheads on it, so I have to turn it off. But all these channels are now just having adverts. It's like America. You get you used to get exactly. 15 minutes of talking and then a minute of adverts. Now the adverts are two and a half minutes long, and I just I can't be dealing with it. Yeah. Um, so I, I right. exclusively stream music. I don't turn mm -hmm. on the radio just because of that. So I feel your pain. Yes. Get on with it, Danny. 
Right, so uh, just to confirm your, your details that are on your passport, your name is Mike Hertz, your Twitter <laughs> is at Mike Hertz FC. You've got that on your passport as well, I take it? That's correct. <laughs> I mean, American with a passport, I mean, yeah, probably not. And uh, the podcast is at N.A. Guna, a podcast, because Elon, Elon, I'm talking to you, and I know you're watching, Elon. We need longer ats for our podcast names. Yes. Sort out Space Boy or else... That would be um, that would be absolutely wonderful. Yeah, the first thing I need from you is who's going to be Premier League champions next season? Okay, I've been thinking about this as I'm listening to all all your hosts and and doing this prediction, and and I I think we've accumulated enough experience and quality and depth that I could say Arsenal is going to win it. That's what you I'm do. betting on. I, I, the way I'm looking at it is we're currently right we have to analyze things currently right now i i think the quality of death of city has reduced a little bit they might be focused in more on some cups that i'm going to award them that they're going to make the big push and i think arsenal look champions league is a beautiful thing but i think push comes to shove we know that that he's going to push for both for both titles for all four titles if we're being honest five if you're counting the community shield but i do think that we have had a transfer window with that is consistently closing our our weak points, if you will. Right, we're we're becoming a little bit more fail proof because la you know the week the the two seasons ago, if oh my gosh, if Shaka or, or any midfielder gets injured, who do we have? If Saliba gets injured, who do we have? Et cetera, et cetera. But if you look at our single points of failure. Heck, Denny, even I, I thought we, we discussed single points of failure on, a, on another podcast and we we're discussing, and I said the, the goalkeeper. I'm like, if, if if Ramsdale gets hurt, I don't know how Turner is able to emulate his passing and helping in transition and everything. And now we're being linked with Raya. So the way I'm looking at it is that we're slightly more injury proof. Knock on wood, I don't want any injuries. Hello. But I do believe that we have been able to make ourselves a little bit less prone to one injury derailing our whole season, our whole season. And on top of that, everybody's coming back, not, not only coming back healthy, but they're also coming back with a little bit more experience on their hands. So I'm all in, I, I think Arsenal could pull it off and it'd be, I, I'm that much of a romantic when it comes to football, Danny. So the fact that a league title in the 20th anniversary of the invincibles, so there's a reason why we're wearing gold, Danny. <clears throat> That is indeed. Uh, I've got a question for my Echo. What comes after sextuplet? Oh, From sextuplet? You fucking idiot. Um, because Man City are Premier League, FA Cup, the League Cup, the Charity Shield, the Champions League, the UEFA Super Cup, which is in uh, all middle of August, and the FIFA World Club Cup, which they're playing from the 18th to the 22nd of December. Seven available trophies that they can win. So if anybody knows what that would be called, because I know it's a uh, sextuplet is six, but what it is, is it quintuplet? I don't know. What does he say, sep? Like with an S-E-P? I don't know. Um, Got yeah. me overthinking over here. I'm stunned. I'm, I'm stuck because uh, my Amazon listening devices, uh, they don't care. And they are absolutely thick as donkey do. So if anybody does know, I mean, there's people watching on Twitter. There's uh, about 15, 20 people watching on Twitter at the moment. Just just tweet us. Just let us know. We'll see it. We'll, I'll check the interaction, see if anybody knows. 
<clears throat> so that's your first answer is going to be Arsenal and obviously position first. How about a top goal scorer for Arsenal? All comps. You had me Google searching it. It is Seb Tuplet, by the way. It is. Um, okay, so... Sounds like a sexual deviant <laughs> offense. He's like, I, I think I've seen that movie before. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm going with Saka. And it's solely because currently I see Trossard being able to take minutes off of both Hazard and Martinelli. Yeah, Saka seems to have an incredible engine. Martinelli is, you know, he's rarely injured and runs himself like like a dog too. But if I'm going based on last season, one of the players that came out a lot and frequently is, you know, Martinelli. And it was because Trossard. And Trossard is an absolute baller. Um, he, you know, he played in, in LA and I had the privilege of watching two of his goals on, on the goal side where I was at. And He's absolutely amazing. Uh, I can't believe that we brought him in for so little and he's impacting so well. But he could play left eight, but most likely I think he's going to slide into that left wing position a lot. So if there's a player that's going to be rotated out slightly a little bit more than Saka, it's going to be Martinelli. So for me, this becomes like a number game. I think both of them are fairly lethal. Uh, both of them have been scoring double-digit goals. and That's my son disagreeing with me in the background. I apologize. <laughs> Um, Danny knows, unfortunately, what he gets himself into when, when he invites me on. The sound yeah. of kids having fun is always a good thing. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say Saka um, because of the minutes that he's going to play in Gabriel Jesus. Whilst he did end up scoring, I think, 11 goals in like 20 something game, 26 yeah. games or so last season. I do think he is one of those clinical his strength might not be 100% goal scoring versus assisting. And I know that might seem a little wild to, to say that about a striker, but if we're, if we're looking at like Benzema with Ronaldo at Real Madrid when he was there, Benzema made a living of being the supporter for, for Ronaldo Tappins. And I think Gabriel Jesus might serve that purpose for us. So Bukayo Saka, it is for me. I agree with that. Most people do agree. Um, Spurs, that car crash of a club. Uh, where are they going to finish? I mean, it would be nice if they finished. Uh, I think I'd like them to finish 18th on the last day of the season, thinking they were safe, <laughs> that the team below them needed to win 9-0 against Luton to save themselves from relegation, and they beat Luton 10-0 when Spurs go down. That would be an ideal situation for me, but what do you think? Um, City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Aston Villa for sure, Newcastle. United. I'm gonna put them in eighth. I'm gonna say eighth place with Kane. Yeah. If, if you, if, yeah. I'm gonna say eighth place, and, and assuming they're gonna they're gonna actually derail the value of Kane and not take the money. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave them at eighth place. I think a little bit further down is is really pushing it. But I'm really truly impressed with the work that Aston Villa is doing. They are putting up a very very good quality squad. So. I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen with them, but I think it's fair to say that the likes of City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Newcastle, they're, they're going to continue doing what they're doing with Howe and uh, annoy the holy shit out of people defensively. I think all of those those teams comfortably finish above them. So I'm going to say eighth, but it would be funnier if they finished seventh, so they could uh, qualify for the Conference League. 
Yes, scumbags. Uh, it's going to be a great season with them mucking it up all the way along. FA Cup winner. Are you going to pick anything strange here or are you just going to go for one of the two obviouses? No, I don't know. See, I'm, I'm going to go with Liverpool on this one because I think it's going to be a little mm-hmm. bit more valuable to them. So uh, I, I think they're going to make a little bit of a deeper run. Uh, club tends to rotate a little bit less and they seemingly are getting a little slightly better this season. So they've had a relatively decent transfer window in contrast of everybody else that, that we've seen around us. Uh, I think Liverpool is the only one, if you want to say winning the, the transfer window, they're, they're doing decent business as far as recruiting. They have lost a few bodies, but I think Liverpool is one of those teams where they're still slightly too good to not, to be completely irrelevant. So I don't think they're going to repeat the disaster of the season that they last, last time. So yeah, I, I say FA Cup. I think they'll, they'll get in their run. They are on a part two of a massive rebuilding structure. I mean, all those midfielders that they've lost, that is not going to be easy to, to come back from that. So I hope yeah. they don't. But they, they probably will be because uh, that's what the kind of club that they are. They've got enough money to throw at everything, haven't they? Um, Avon says, you should have a column on your spreadsheet for how long Joe Lewis will be in prison for for insider trading. <laughs> I'll be the I'll be the first one to predict that one. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Uh, League Cup. Uh, are you going to go for a uh, one that no one's thought of yet, or are you going to stick to uh, one of the big ones? No, no. You know what? I really like Aston Villa, um, and it's probably due to the quality of the de- the squad that they're putting together that I mentioned. Also, Unai Emery loves them cup cup competition, so I could totally yeah, see. Does. Yeah, I could totally see them weaseling themselves in. Um, so, hey, I tell you what, um, because you highlighted on, on the screen, not a lot of Brighton love, and Brighton is is a, re- a really good quality team. Yeah, so um, not a lot of love for them thus far, but I could see them making a push for sure. But I'm going with Unai Emery's patented cup win. He's going to pretend that it's the Europa League and just smash it, whilst also doing it in the Europa Conference League and doing well there. Um, the big one for someone who likes European football like I do is the, the Champions League. Can you see further than any one of the big four or five? Uh, no. So I, I'm currently stuck on Manchester City winning it again. They're going to do the double. And I'll, I'll let the record a record and on recording say, and this is the pre- preference, it, preference it by saying if Real Madrid does not obtain um, Kylian Mbappe. Yeah. But... I, I get you know what, Danny, put me down for Real Madrid. I think they're going to get Kylian Mbappe. I, I think the deal is going to happen. Um, I don't. I, I, at the very least, he sits at he, they sit at PSG, and I could see them sitting them doing absolutely nothing. But uh, I don't see it happening. So, and with that said, on the following prediction, I am going to be a cheeky, cheeky bastard right now, and I'm going to I'm going to pull out of the Haaland, and I'm going to say Mbappe is going to score thirty goals in La Liga when he's playing for Real Madrid as center forward. Wow. Um, but then again, if, if Messi and Raldo used to get 40, 50, 60 goals all season, I mean, I think Messi once got 71 goals in a season. Mm-hmm. Papa is good enough to do that with Real, all competitions, isn't he? Yeah, I, I, I could I could totally see him. And, you know, maybe it's not going to come everything from the Champions League, even though like Mbappe's proven, look how many goals he has. I, has he already matched or surpassed both Ronaldo and Messi for World Cup goals? 
I think it's something yeah. like I, I think I saw it in the last one. It was kind of a joke where they say that that Ronaldo and Messi dragged themselves to seven goals or something like that, and Mbappe is already even or or something like that. So I'm gonna go with Kylian Mbappe because I'm going to I'm going to get my wild speculation that he's going to play for Real Madrid this upcoming season. He's going to have Jude Bellingham behind him, which is one hell of a player, uh, which was my dream player. That's that's the type of player I buy in FIFA, Danny, for the Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> that goal scorer is a Premier League Premier League goal scorer, but all Oi. competitions. I know it's after Champions League. Mm, you got me. Yeah, so that's why everyone's, hasn't, no one's picked those other ones. It's got to be playing in the Premier League, but all competitions, including Europe. You're- Man, Danny, you're going to make me say Haaland and I don't like you for it. So I'm going to go with 52 goals in 53 games last season. He's, yeah. he's debut season. He's kind of good. So he's kind of good in City, kind of tend to score a lot of goals. So, yeah, it's it's really difficult not to say not to say Haaland. I, I got I to gotta see who said Martinelli, by the way, because I love the optimism. Same old AFC. Was that oh, Suburban uh, Goon Okay, yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely love that from Chris. By the way, Martinelli, I love it. <laughs> look what Mike McDonald picked. And oh wow, and Cuckoo, uh, Chelsea now, right? They yeah. bought him from uh, Leipzig, I believe. Yeah, yeah. You, know, I don't know if you remember, Danny. Um, remember Unai Emery wanted him at at the Arsenal? No, nope. I mean he, I can say I did, but I'll be lying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he it was one we were strongly linked with him. It was it was one of those where uh, it was the first year that Unai was here, and it just never happened. You know, Unai never. I'm gonna say how to the pull that Arteta did out the gate for with, with the whole board, but he is one of those players that I remember that we were linked for for like a month. It was one. It was one of those let's track planes and pending medicals type of situations, and then next thing PSG. we know, he turns up in Germany. He was, was at that? PSG for a few years, wasn't he? Correct. Yeah, that's he, Unai and him left the same year, if I'm not mistaken. Did nothing at PSG. I mean, he was a, virtually still in nappies. But I don't rate him. I don't rate him at all. What is it? I think I looked earlier. He's five foot eight, five foot nine. Yeah, and like like Russ Morgan puts here, and Cuckoo isn't even really a forward. But they're that's the way of modern football, isn't it? Yeah. Who you're like? You know what's um. From somebody that is desperately in love and misses the '90s football, hmm. um, I don't know what really a forward is. Like I think Holland is the closest thing to an actual forward because now yeah. the majority of quality strikers have become so diverse in their qualities. There's so much more expected from so many different positions in football, and, and being a striker is one of them. There's there's few lethal pure number nines in the world of football is what it would say. Like if you ask me about Gabriel Jesus, I'd be like, he plays there, but he's not a lethal number, traditional number nine. I, I think you're looking at like old, the you know, people leaving the, the football right now is Slatan Lewandowski is a natural nine. Uh, Harry Kane pain in my rear end, but natural number nine. So, and then you, you get players like Gabriel Jesus and, and Nkuku who, are more versed in trying to get the entire team involved. So, yeah, but uh, long, long way of answering that question, Danny. I'm going with Haaland on that one. Fair enough. We eased um, it out of me. I, I like uh, that. Was that's the most Mike McDonald thing ever? By the way, though, being out of the box, Mike McDonald also has the, the the wonderful idea of he's he's been watching Gabriel Jesus and how he plays, and he says he he's convinced that he could play left eight for us. 
So that's an interesting perspective that you don't hear a lot. But I'll tell you what, he's the, the player's technical enough. So I, I wouldn't he put is. it past for sure. Uh, I mean, Arteta likes players that can play in many positions, and nearly every player that he's got in the squad can play all the forwards in any four position, all the midfielders in any position, all the defenders virtually in any position. That's defensive, obviously, not striker. Um, I know in America you have uh, the MLS and then you have the league below and there's no promotion or relegation. So this might be news to you. Three teams left the Premier League last season and they've joined another 21 teams in a team division below called the Championship. Uh, have you ever heard of this madness, this magical wonderland of rubbish teams? <laughs> it's It's not a closed circuit. So three franchises left and three franchises go up. They've all been rebranded and moved to other parts of the country. <laughs> new owners and, uh, and, and new kits and new stadiums. But uh, who do you think is going to come up? Uh, funny enough, quick, Danny, I, I lived that, by the way, because we had San Jose earthquakes and then they became the Houston Dynamo. And I went with like three, four or five years without having a local. And then eventually a brand new San Jose earthquakes came back. And... I am going to piggyback with the idea that it's going to be Southampton. Uh, currently, they've been gutted the least, is what what I'll say. And yeah. I'm going based on that. I think the quality is going to just carry them back up. Leicester City, you know, I think Barnes is out. Maddox went to Spurs. <sighs> Pit Pereira, I'm pretty sure Pereira is going to be out of there too. But I think they've been gutted the most. And I think Southampton only currently stands to potentially lose Lavia, seemingly. If anybody hits their valuation, uh, do you know if the the legendary Theo Wilcott is still there for the next season? No, he was released, and ah, he, he, he hasn't got a new club. The Ox hasn't got a new club, and uh, Ainsley Maitland Niles hasn't got a new club either. So three prominent players for us over the years, all without clubs. So I think they might be making their own club, which would be good. <laughs> They're gonna all in Miami by next week. Yep. Gotcha. <laughs> that's it there will be i mean gail cliche's just left uh, retired from mls uh even though he's only what 33 he's retired so they need another gooner over there yeah pretty much uh i could see it i i don't know i'm sure somebody will pick them up i know granted yeah i know theo's the oldest out of the bunch i think ox, oh, yeah. ox is a little bit younger and mainsley's definitely younger than both of those if i'm not mistaken so yeah i'm sure somebody will pick them up sooner or later yes so um <clears throat> First manager to be told to pack your bags and get out, you're fired, son. Who, who are you going for on that? <sighs> Help me out. What's his name? Rob Luton. Edwards. Edwards? Yes. I I have heard – do you know how Nottingham Forest came up last season and they bought like 15 to 22 players? Yeah. I've heard nothing of Luton. Nothing. And I, I don't I don't know if they're too worried about renovating their stadium in order to make it, you know – able and capable of hosting a premier league game but i just see luton starting off the season losing like six seven games in a row is is what i could predict um i was looking at the schedule they're not they're not exactly playing top five top six games but they're they're playing a lot of middle of the pack games and i just don't think that they've done anything in the transfer market that is noticeable like with forest they you could see their intent of staying up in the first division luton thus far i know that there's still a few more weeks in the transfer window i have not heard anything at all so 
I think they start off the the league by probably like zero six on on the record, and they're just going to sack the manager, unfortunately, which is sucks for him because coming up from the championship to the Premier League, it's a massive jump, and to not back the manager that's a that's a real tall ask for for any player, any manager for that matter. My hatred for Luton Town is 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 much widely known. I hate them. I can't stand them. I don't like the place. I don't like the team. I don't like the players. I'm too and young. Now the ex-Arsenal player who was there, Henry Lansbury, has left Luton and actually retired at the age of 32 because during lockdown, he was looking at his garden thinking, I need some compost. And his wife said, why don't you make compost that isn't harmful to the environment? And so he set up a company that makes compost. And so he's retired from football to make uh, organic, um, non-dangerous compost. And so now that he's left there, I don't care about them. And I hope they lose every game. They, they are going to be the first team that's going to concede double figures in the Premier League. And they are going to go down with, with less than 10 points. They are rubbish. I'll just I just see the players, The players they've just bought, one from Rotherham, one from Barnsley, one from Birmingham, someone from Villa and one from Wolves. That's it. Good luck. Yeah, I think that's that's going to be brutal. I, I like to your point of ten points. I just think he's going to be a, a early dismissal. Uh, so I don't think he's going to stick around for very long. It's going to be one of those. Here, here's my prediction for Luton. They're going to have three managers this this season. I could I could see it happening. <laughs> but yeah, I I often hear I'm going to say older Arsenal fans speak about Luton and Leeds. And I, I don't understand it. I don't I don't get the hate, but but I am a, a, about a decade or two younger than you guys, so I didn't live through that period of football. So it's kind of very much like the when Liverpool won the league, Danny. Everybody won. A, a lot of older Arsenal fans wanted them to lose. I didn't have the '80s rivalry. I, it went right over my head. Like I know the story, I know Anfield '89. I but I never grew up with the the dominant Liverpool side. I grew up with the mid-table sometimes in Champions League sporadically Champions League winner Liverpool so they were always and I, I this sounds horrible to use this word but they were always kind of irrelevant and and like even the top four race so I have no rivalry with those type of teams so like I, I heard uh, I forgot who it was one of your one of the many many uh, guests that you've had doing these predictions saying like oh my gosh I hate Leeds and I hope they I'm like I'm like no I don't feel that I I, I like that was actually really rooting for Leeds last season because they had a one of my favorite managers, uh, Loco Bielsa. So I was hoping they did good, but unfortunately did not end well for him. Um, we do have two links to Luton still. Uh, James Shear, ex-Arsenal goalkeeper, 32 years old, never played a game since he signed. He had played games on loan, but he's never played a game for him. 32 years old. He's, they've got two goalkeepers. He's one of them. And uh, remember six foot seven inch Matt Macy, ex-Arsenal goalkeeper. He's been there a few years and he's their other goalkeeper. They have got goalkeepers that are probably maybe championship at a push standard and maybe league one standard. I don't know. They are going to, it doesn't look like they've got anyone goalkeepers they're going to bring in. And they are, it's going to be sad for those two because if either of them play, they're just going to get turned inside out. And they've also got a defender called Dan Potts. I don't know if it's the legendary podcast of Dan Potts, but they've got a Dan Potts who plays there and he's left back centre back. But yeah, um, he's six, seven. Matt Ray, Matt Macy is six seven. I, I just yeah. remember him being ridiculously tall, so I got curious and I Google searched him right now. Six seven, Matthew Macy, Matthew Ryan Macy. 
It is indeed. Um, right, so that's all your predictions done. Um, easy, easy. Yes, it is. Uh, it's interesting. I'm glad to see that you've gone for a couple of... Uh, haven't followed everyone else with Edwards and uh, Aston Villa. But it's so hard to pick when you've got a team that won everything last season and they're only going to get better. And then, like Tom did, Tom said, I'm going to pick Man City for everything because they're the logical yeah. choice. Yeah. And he's not afraid to, I'm, I'm not afraid to embarrass myself and, and picking team, picking Arsenal to win everything, even though we're probably not going to win everything. Maybe it's an FA Cup, but it's going to be an interesting season and I'm very much looking forward to it. So uh, you said your next pod is going to be, do you say Wednesday this week? Yeah, so Thursday morning in the UK, Wednesday night for for America. We're going to talk yeah. about some of the rivals. Actually, we're going to reevaluate some of the transfer business that's been going down. We're going to talk about arrivals if we think they've gotten stronger, weaker. Just you know, a few examples I brought up about Manchester City and Liverpool yeah. uh, during this podcast. So we're going to discuss that a little bit, and then Sebi and I. You know, we, we skipped last week, but we're going to discuss a little bit about the preseason tour because uh, I was at D.C. and L.A. and Sebi was in New York. So I'm sure we have a bunch of fun, random things to talk about. So, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm I, Mama, I'm famous. I made it on TV. That was the Vieira goal right yeah. there, just absolutely losing my shit. And then that's Mikey immediately turning around, looking at me, getting ready to hug me. You know, this entire time, oh, the gentleman behind us in blue with the hat, he had already been high-fived four times. So when the <laughs> fifth one went in, he was ready for the high-five because I was going to turn around any minute now. Same with the gentleman in pink right in front of us. He's, so we were consistently high-fiving everybody. It was It was nice. So it was a wonderful crowd. I could honestly say for, for a fan that has not been able to – go to London and to the Emirates. As far as atmosphere go, this is my third Arsenal preseason game. Sorry, fourth. Um, SoFi is such an absolute amazing stadium. Like, I was completely... That's what Sophie was saying. It's one yeah. of the best stadium in the world. Yeah. I oh, was not expecting it, I to be honest. Um, I'm sorry, as I type in and talk at the same time because I'm horrible. Russ asked me a question. Um, oh, I walked in and I had never seen anything like it. I've been in really big stadiums before. I, I was telling Mike that the closest thing to something like this was there's a stadium where the 49ers play Levi and they expanded a bunch of seating on it for a WrestleMania. You know how Mikey and I, we, we do the wrestling thing. So they did WrestleMania here in my hometown. It's only a few minutes away. I'm like, I'm going, I'm going to be there. And it was like hundreds plus thousand and I had never been around that massive volume of people. So it was surreal to say, to say the least, but yeah, the, the SoFi to be in the supporter group with other Arsenal fans who chanted the 90 minutes chanted before the game, after the game under those floodlights in a massive stadium, almost sold out to capacity, all 70,000 seats with one of my best friends in, in the Arsenal uh, universe, I, I got to say, uh, I am not going to forget that trip anytime, man. So it was absolutely brilliant. Um, yes, it's lovely. And it's lovely. I'll put all the links to um, your YouTube and your Twitter. The, the URLs uh, you in the chat. Thank you so much. Man. Yeah. So people go and follow that. You won't be disappointed. It's, uh, it's They're quite clever at, um, with what they do and what they say and it makes sense. And even though they are all, all Americans, it's... Uh, 
it's not i mean i listen it's one of the few that i actually subscribe to with my own personal youtube account there's uh, only there's only about nine or ten podcasts that i listen to that too uh now russ is asking about wrestlemania well, we, we're not talking wrestling although i do like a bit of wrestling we're not talking wrestling because it's time to randy go. randy orton and seth rollins for that particular wrestlemania um Russ anything, that, anything that, after about 1998 shit but yeah but if i continue talking about about wrestling danny's gonna just end the stream pretty soon so i, I still watch all the old stuff on a daily basis i was a Twitch channel that streams it all every raw every smackdown they go from like the 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 late 80s all the way up to current and they stop and they go all the way back again sometimes they do wcw as well it's great stuff Ooh, right mike okay. thank you very much Enjoy. it's been Absolutely. a pleasure to have you on no, thank you, Danny. I really do appreciate it, man. And uh, yes, uh, good luck podcasting for the for the next season, and hopefully, a lot more people will find out and come and watch you. Because uh, well, if I enjoy it, then other people should enjoy it. And if you manage to wash the stink of Feinberg off you, you won't be doing too bad. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right, mate. Uh, say goodbye to everybody, and then I will end the show. Cheers, live chat. Thanks for dropping by. Appreciate you all. I'll catch you next time. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog. Splendid business. You nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I've just eaten a full quiche. Well, you don't often see them at it. So when you see them in the supermarket, they need to be swagged, microwaved immediately, and get the brown sauce on one. Bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt.